7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, a radio for humans. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, the one and only Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hi. Hi there. Hi there. Are you ready for our three-hour nothing but Bernie Sanders marathon? (laughs) Uh, Could you? I'm gonna mute here while I throw up. Hold on. Uh, Yeah, you you do that. Um, And of course, I kid. Uh, But uh, actually, Joe, he didn't hit his mute button in time. (laughs) Oh, poor Joe. Oh, there it goes. Uh, and of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington D.C. Uh, welcome to the program. What I want to tell you is that we got things we got to talk about for the next three hours, and it's not going to be about me. The I top already have one percent. <laughs> <laughs> the millionaires and billionaires. Medicare for all. Uh, oh free college, college tuition. College. Yeah, oh, sweating okay. to the old. The dogs, this, they, they got triggered. They don't, oh, oh. Has, the anyway, the They're only reason... have a revolution with the, your walking. The only reason the I say that... The only reason I say this is to try and cheer up Adam and Michelle. And I know Michelle's listening right now. I'm not sure if Adam is because... They were like, ugh, you know, all this... I, I just happened to glance at the chat room uh, from Mike Check Radio. Um... And uh, which can be heard 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern every Saturday, uh, 7 to 10. But yeah, I just said that uh, right here on uh, Indie Media Weekly. And uh, we had a great guest uh, last uh, last show, a guy named Brit Wolf. Uh, it's all three hours, a really cool streamer um, from, um, uh, I forget the streaming service. Um, it'll come to me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, the, I, I just saw this conversation and, and Adam was like saying, "Oh my God, Randy Rose is just going crazy over Bernie Sanders," and and Michelle saying, "I'm I'm gonna dump Sirius XM if they go full Bernie," and and uh, and it's like, why are these people going bonkers over Bernie Sanders at this moment? Yeah, I mean, has he declared if he's is he gonna run as an independent or is he gonna run as a Democrat again? I'm glad you Democrat. brought that up because, no, I haven't heard any confirmation about that. Yeah, he's running for the Democratic nomination. Did you see a confirmation, though? Well, his rollout today, I, I okay, I'm assuming he's running as okay. a Democrat. Where else would he run? Yeah. Because the Democratic Party changed its rules last, I, last I know. year. Well, so I know. I, but but he, anyway, I, that's as far as we get with so Bernie Sanders right now. We're not I talking about Democrat. 
We're not talking about Bernie Sanders tonight. That is as much no, as no, we're going to say no. about him right now. I'm sorry. So, I just I okay. want people to be skeptical about where he's going to run. I, we all I, should I, look I concur. 2016. But we got we also bigger from 2016 that it's so early. It's all bullshit right now. Mm-hmm. And we won't know till next summer. Uh, you know where no things way. stand as far as who's, who the nomination is going to go to. It's going to be uh, a long process. I don't think I, Michelle said I, I wasn't just, reading I, the reading the thing right. I, um, I just think right now it's it's just he announced. It's a lot of noise. It's a lot of open wounds. Yeah, it's a lot of open wounds. And of um, course, the funded class has to get, you know lose their make their blood pressure go through the roof uh, because he announced today. Big deal. You know. That's, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I just feel like right now he's noise and he's a distraction. Yeah, that's all. We have, we have already a lot of really I wasn't, capable candidates. Yeah, and just real quick, I, I wasn't, I, apparently I wasn't completely reading that right because I think it's more Adam uh, being very, very unhappy that uh, Bernie is uh, is being brought up so much on Randy Rhodes, and then Michelle like kind of not wanting to hear it right now. So, uh, but you know, and and it's like I I don't you know I don't hate Bernie Sanders. I gave him money. I gave him money last time around. I'm just saying it is it is far too early, and I think there's a lot of of fresh blood out there that uh, might have a, a better chance um, in the election. You know. It's and, a deep, deep bench. We don't have to worry. Yeah, we don't. You know, we don't have to start Are settling. Are you saying right they're now. like the Yankees in the nineties? Yeah. Something like that. Of course, I love the Yankees now. I love them yeah. in the nineties and the eighties and the seventies, sixties. Yeah, but they're yeah, billionaires no, and billionaires. Yeah, I get, I get it now, Michelle. My apologies. I, I, I thought you guys were both kind of on the same page, but I reread it and I think I understand. But anyway, yeah, let's talk about Trump because, um, boy, howdy. Uh, what an emergency we had, yeah. uh, that national emergency, uh, and, and Trump, I don't know if you guys heard, but he, uh, he actually was summoned to a very, uh, important meeting during the emergency mm-hmm. at an omelet bar in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> oh yeah. I saw that. Wearing all there tan. He uh, forgot to wear his tan. There was a ketchup shortage or something there, wasn't there? Um, no, there were two bottles. There were two two full, uh, were yeah, plastic squeeze bottles of ketchup. Did they put walls around them so nobody would get them? No, they put walls around the hot sauce. Um, no, but the uh, thing is, that meeting was so important, he forgot to spray on his tan. I know, I know. Yeah, he was beige. He was all in beige. Even he, he was beige. <laughs> yes. Beige. Yes, he looked, he looked like a... Beige. An old grandpa. So, uh, so yeah, so that was the big emergency. And, uh, of course, what was awesome is on Saturday Night Live, Alec Baldwin did the cold open. Uh, and it was hilarious. Here is clip one. Thank you very much, everybody. I'm here to declare a very urgent, important national emergency. <laughs> this is a big one, so I don't want to waste any time. That's why first I'd like to blow my own horn a little bit, okay? I just had a great health exam. I'm still standing six foot, six foot seven, 185 pounds, shredded. <laughs> also, we have another summit coming up in Hanoi with the North Korean leader, Chairman Kim, who, by the way, is a very cool, misunderstood guy. 
I'm really looking forward to seeing him next week. It is dinner for schmucks, as he calls it. <laughs> Let's cut to the chase, folks. We need war, okay? We have a tremendous amount of drugs flowing into this country from the southern border or the brown line, as many people have asked me not to call it. That's why we need wall, because wall works. Wall makes safe. You don't have to be smart to understand that. In fact, it's even easier to understand if you're not that smart. So you can all see why I got to fake this national emergency, right? I have to because I want to. It's really simple. We have a problem. Drugs are coming into this country through no wall. I asked President Xi if they had a drug problem in China. And I'm not going to do the voice, but he said, no, 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 me no like drugs, me like death penalty. Oh. You know what it sounds better with the voice, I think, I must say. But imagine if we use the death penalty for nonviolent crimes here. You shoplift, bing, bing, two in the back of the head. Okay. Just something to kick around. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, uh, you know, this is, uh, in, this is so delicious because, and there's two more, there's two more, and it, it, it might not be the absolute best sketch in the world, but the result of this sketch is amazing. Because Trump basically came out and said uh, that th there should be retribution on SNL for the, for this for a sketch i mean he, he's so yeah yeah here it is uh trump calls for retribution against nbc after snl mocks his fake emergency declaration and uh this is uh this is the the wording of his tweet here exactly i should have had this pulled up sooner but um uh seriously um, here it is. Nothing funny about tired Saturday Night Live on fake news NBC. You got to bring up fake news <sighs> when you're talking about a comedy show, of course. Question is, how do the networks, capital networks, get away with these total Republican hit jobs without retribution? Likewise for many other shows. Very unfair and should be looked into. This is real collusion? I that's real lie. Mm -hmm. Lie said. Yeah. This is bonkers. I mean, it, it, this for, is real collusion. Cuz all the networks I, talk to each other and say how can we gang up on the president and make fun of him? What? Yeah. I mean, the, the the collusion here is you're handing jokes to the comedians and the writers, you—that—that's the collusion. You're—you're you're going on to television and providing people. I mean, he said in that in that press conference, "I didn't have to do this," but mm -hmm. he did because he yeah. wanted to get the wall done faster. And then he went down, well, slurp, slurped down some ketchup and eggs and Mar-a-Lago in his fucking oh, tan God. tan jumpsuit or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> He's getting it used to off white. It was off white for the record, guys. Oh, it was, it was awful. linen. It was linen. Ooh, you know. The sad part is that Saturday Night Live is 
more and more not even changing the uh, wording no. on the jokes. They're just giving the transcript verbatim. I mean, there so, wasn't much he's there wasn't much he said that that uh, Alec Baldwin said that uh, was from uh, that far off the actual transcript of that whatever that was. What was that anyway? So here's here's what happened in the writers' room. They sat down and they said, so Trump's going to say something stupid and then we're going to say it again and then people are going to laugh and then Trump is going to write a tweet and then Trump is going to say that he has to go after us. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, y'all get this that. This is the real collusion. Joke, this is the real collusion. What was the sing song? The sing song. Oh, yeah. we and I'm and gonna we'll go, go to the third floor. circuit, and they'll through against the. Well, here, here's the, the yeah, I've I've got it all. So here's here's the next clip. Oh, so good. I'm basically taking military money so I can have walls. <laughs> so I'm gonna sign these papers for emergency, and then I'll immediately be sued, and the ruling will not go in my favor, and then I end up in the Supreme Court, and then I'll call my buddy Kavanaugh, and I'll say it's time to repay the Donny, and he'll say new phone, who dis? <laughs> But then the Mueller report will be released, crumbling my house of cards, and I can just plead insanity and do a few months in the puzzle factory. <laughs> and my personal hell of playing president will finally be over. <laughs> I guess you're probably, I should probably take a few softball questions right now. Who do we got here? Oh, NBC's got their hand up, but they suck, so not them. <laughs> ABC sucks too, but at least they have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We love the S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, my God. So I guess I'll start with you, Grant. Mr. President, do you feel like enough progress has been made in the talks with China to end the increase of tariffs by March 1st? Look, you're asking the wrong guy. Because I freaking love tariffs. Not as much as Wall, but I do love them. And I know we're going to strike a big, big deal with China. And no matter how awesome it is, and believe me, it will be awesome. Yeah. Chuck Schumer is going to say, and I'm not going to do the voice. He's going to say something like, Oy vey, you know what I'm going to do the voice? Oy vey, what are you, me sugar? <laughs> And that's just the kind of dirty, ugly, vicious toilet bowl politics that won me this job in the first place. Yes, you, where are you from? A Playboy magazine? Sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> Many nights in the grotto, right? Am oh, right? my God. Okay. Uh, numbers from your own border patrol say that illegal immigration is actually down. No, sit down. I don't like that question. Sit down. Sit down. I didn't even ask my question yet. Look, I just found out my campaign manager was going to die in prison, okay? So take it easy on me, will you? I'm not going to sit until you answer my question. Sit down or I'm switching back to Hustler, okay? Look. Oh, man. I don't want to think about Trump with a... With a with a nudie mag, that's nothing. That's nothing I want to think about. Uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, this is so spot on. It, it it hits so many of the things from the press conference. And you know, in in what is what is it? I want to ask you guys. So far, we have one more clip from this, but from the clips we've already heard, what do you think triggered poor little Snowflake? Oh. Um, well, he lost, he got dog walked 
by a lady in red with nice sunglasses. I don't think that triggered him. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think so. I because no, that happened a couple of weeks ago. I think what triggered him is he was forced that day to sign that bill. Yeah, I don't think that was the. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. I think it has to do with the fact that Roger Stone was nailed. Oh, well, yeah, we'll get to that, too. Uh, but well, I, well, I don't oh, think oh, it yeah. was Nancy Pelosi. I don't I don't think it was Nancy Pelosi. Yes, he had to sign that. Yes, he had to or he didn't have to call the national emergency. But I think I think it had to do with Roger Stone and and mo- more more than more likely than not. It It's Tuesday. And Friday's coming, and I think that we're going to have, um, I think we're going to have a couple more indictments. But also, if I recall correctly, wasn't it um, on Friday when excerpts from Andrew McCabe's book came out? Uh, some, yeah, yeah, I think so because he did the he did the rounds on TV. We got and some that's McCabe. when we got the first excerpts from the sixty minutes interview and wow, mm-hmm. it's just been a lot since then so i think i think it's andrew mccabe and whatever whatever news is going to break because every news outlet that's getting ready to break a story does call the white house and say we're going to break this story do you have a comment and today we had a big one so i i think that it's just stories that are going to break yeah uh, well, let's let's get to the final clip uh, of this uh, SNL sketch, and and see if we can really suss out anything in here that might have really triggered uh, again triggered the poor little snowflake, and he needed a safe space at Mar-a-Lago at the omelet bar with the two giant bottles of Heinz yeah, ketchup. The emergency. I'm surprised it's that cheap emergency. fucker didn't have hunts. That place is so dumpy looking. <laughs> So that's all right. Uh, yeah, that's all right. John Kerry appreciates your money, Trump. Keep paying for Heinz ketchup. Before I take the next question, I just want to swerve way the hell out of my own way and point out that the new Attorney General, General William Barr, Attorney General William Barr, please stand up, William. Congratulations. This guy's going to do such a great job, but still, he's working for me, so I give him three months tops, okay? <laughs> Dead man walking right there. Next question, okay. Let's do a girl one. You. Wow, very cool. Uh, in your remarks today, you said you were too new to politics earlier in your administration. Is that an admission that you are, in fact, just kind of winging it? Come on, doll, I'm learning. Let's not forget, technically, this is my first real job, okay? I remember when Obama explained president to me in the Oval Office, and I won't do Uh the voice this time because I feel I lost a bunch of you with the Schumer impersonation, but I thought Obama was joking. Had I known then what I know now, I would have told Putin to just give the job to Hillary instead. Next question. Mr. President, Jim Acosta, CNN. Oh, seriously, man, how do you keep getting in this room? I mean, I'd love to just build a wall around Jim, you know what I'm saying? There's numbers that show undocumented immigrants committing crimes at much lower levels than native-born Americans. Oh my God, Jim, those numbers are faker than this emergency. Look, folks, we need major immigration reform translation wall. Do you know that right now we have something called chain migration? 
that says any bad person or gang monster or Weisenheimer can just come in this country with 23, 47, or bar, give me a number. Uh, 91? 91. I'm told as many as 91 of their family members. I'm talking abuelas and babies. Unless you give me wall. Now, if that doesn't scare the crap out of all the old white people, I don't know what will. Anyway, in conclusion, this is a total emergency, a five-alarm blaze, which means i got to go to Mar-a-Lago so I can play some golf. And live from New York, it's Saturday night. All right. Good stuff. Not, again, not the best sketch, but uh, uh, they're, they're the best sketch in the sense that Trump wants blood now from that. He, yeah. He, He's saying it should be re- retribution should be looked into. So Alec Baldwin took that as a threat to his safety. So um, it should be looked into. Well, let's see. Let's let's take a look at the MAGA bomber. Remember him? Yeah, I do. Now that he, you mention he, it, he was uh, he was acting he was acting on Trump's uh, list. Of people he hated on Twitter. Did did Alec Baldwin receive a, a bomb? Or just De Niro? I think De Niro. No, I don't think. No, it was just De Niro. From I don't what think I it was remember. Baldwin. Just De Niro. So, but, so yeah. So this this has him. He's, he's mad. Yeah, yeah there's, there's nothing to say. I mean, I don't see one. how Rob, uh, Alec Baldwin isn't getting threats. Mm-hmm. From the cult, I, I oh, anybody sure. who goes up against Trump gets threats. Oh, absolutely. You know this is uh you know but uh, you know I've I've gotten threats you know just in in the you know over in the hive of scum and villain you know you know I mean they're a bunch of fucking stupid keyboard warriors not like I'm afraid of them you know this place. You'll never find the more wretched hive of scum. You know, I'll meet me out in public somewhere, man. I'll, you know, okay, all right. What color hover around are you driving? Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but people like Alec Baldwin are public figures. Yeah, absolutely, and he can easily be tracked down. And yeah. uh And, but Trump, basically, by saying there should be some kind of retribution and this should be looked into, that, to me, that says... Yeah, that's a dog whistle. I want another MAGA bomber. But this time, your bombs better work. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, stuff like that is a dog whistle to his followers. It, it's not any different than when he says that the you know the free press is an enemy of the people. Mm-hmm. It's it's really not any different. Just because Alec Baldwin is a public figure, so are journalists, and going after <clears throat> going after the press. And saying that the press is the enemy of the people, the way he did this week as well, which has been pretty much forgotten. It, it's not much different than he said that there should be retribution for the, the care. And it's not just Alec Baldwin. It's also the entire cast of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Who have been satirists for well over 40 years now. That's what they sure. do. Yeah. They've gone I mean- after... Every freaking president. I don't remember since, since sh- Ford, Reagan, or Bush, or Bu- or Bush or Bush or Cheney. You know, or I don't even Obama. Any of those people. They you they know. mocked Obama. They mocked Clinton. Sure. They mock every president, regardless of office. Yeah. 
Well, but here's the and, big difference. Here's the big difference is you know they they had, um, you know like George H. W. Bush. He and Dana Carvey made friends over his impression. You know, yes. um, I'm fairly certain there's no ill will between. Um, there was no ill will between Bill Clinton and uh, Phil Hartman back in the day. Um, Phil <coughs> Hartman or um, Daryl Rest- Hammond. Uh, did Hammond pick up the the mantle? Of uh, Clinton, Hammond picked up the mantle of Clinton and also of Trump. Yeah, yeah, he did Trump for a while. Um, but no, no, Clinton didn't harbor harbor ill will. I don't think I don't think that that Reagan Ford did over Chevy Chase. Yeah, Reagan didn't. You know, I mean, none of them did. None of them did. But here's the: if there is one, if there's one difference. Uh, from, you know, how those presidents were all parodied versus the shit clown we have that unfortunately we have to call president now. We don't have to. We can just call him, call him shit clown. I call him resident of the Oval Office. Is, uh, or <laughs> squatter. Um, it, it, you know, <laughs> the, the difference is, uh, there was never, ever, ever a constant, even with George W. Bush, there was never a constant litany of stupidity and drama coming out of the White House. There was never somebody writing a new tell-all every other fucking week. There was never, you know, one staffer fired after another, after another, after another, after another. One appointee, gone. Another, you know, waiting in the wings. And, you know, I mean, just... The the, yeah. the the clownishness. I mean, and, and what does he expect? He is a clown. He acts like a clown. There's nothing. You can't take him serious. Well, I think he does expect blind loyalty, even when he fires people. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do believe that because he, he's not, he ain't right in the head. Mm-hmm. He, he, I mean, there's a certain point where I'm, I feel like, I'm not trying to be flippant, but he is not right in his head. He is not in the same place. He is... Um, he's not right in the head. No. I, I mean, that's... So... Uh, yeah. And that's that's well established, for sure. But, but this is a new level. He doesn't level. have a sense of humor, either. Yeah. He doesn't have a sense he of humor. He thinks he that's does. That's something else that's really important. He thinks yeah, he does. His sense of humor is based in meanness. Yeah. It's based in cruelty. It's it's based in making... It's based in punching down. Yeah. Or as or as just crappy make- jokes like, you know, oh, you're protesting, go home to your mommy. Go home to your mommy. Yes. Just taunting. Okay, punching down and based ign- in meanness. Yeah, ignorant taunting. That it's like, you know, you don't know anything about anybody. You know, if I protest you and you say, go home to my mommy, it's like, she's not going to let me. <laughs> yeah. It, she's going to say, go home to your wife and your home, you know. So he doesn't, he doesn't have a sense of humor. And, <coughs> no. and what he considers a sense of humor to me is just, again, mm-hmm. mean and cruel. It punches down and anything that does give him joy is based upon bringing somebody else some kind of pain. And that yeah. is not humor. That's cruelty. All right. Uh, Joe, you got anything else you want to add before we go to the break? No, I think uh, we covered his nuttiness. 
Oh, yeah. Or lack of guts. Because Nancy Pelosi has them. Yeah, I guess maybe his um, beigeness. <laughs> Beige. Oh, Do you remember yeah, I, when I've, Obama I, wore a tan suit? Yeah, but that looked good. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he shops at the Gap Large. Oh man, I I think he shops at fucking uh, somebody goes out to Sam's Club and buys his clothes there or something. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Isn't there a isn't there a Gaps Plus? No, no. I think I there's a zoom in. I thought he was wearing sweatpants. Oh yeah, that was it. Was I, I saw that and was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I, I think we'll play "Invisible" by Bobber <laughs> because I, I wish that Trump just would have been invisible, so I didn't have to view that uh, at the omelet bar. I'm not saying it's clothes. I know the emperor has new clothes, but I'm not. I'm not one to. Uh, Suggest, uh, yeah, yeah, that. So, uh, anyway, let's go ahead and uh, hit the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com
Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a wolf, it's showtime. It is showtime, and if Theo, if you're listening, if you want to save your clam chowder, what you want to do is you want to make a quick roux with some flour and some butter in a pan. You've made this before, I'm sure. And then take some of your stock out of the soup and mix that in and get that to thicken up and then add that all in. Make a bunch of it, depending on how big your pot of chowder is. But if you need it yes. to thicken up, do that. Do that. Um, and, you know, you don't want to add raw flour, though, because that'll taste gross. Um, but if you do the roux, uh, simple enough. I've saved a lot of things by taking my broth out if it needs to be thicker and then adding it to a roux and cook that down add it in and then that'll thicken it right up and you won't even taste the flour uh but anyway um uh, welcome back to the show and before i get get back to you guys i want to be very clear about something i don't want to divide people over over any candidate so uh, with my jokes about bernie sanders and it was it was basically and i misrepresented michelle's feelings and i wanted to be clear about this is that Adam was was saying that you know he you know Bernie just get get the fuck out and Michelle is like saying uh, we shouldn't be an either or you know it should shouldn't be so absolutist about any candidate at this point I agree with that um, I, I I will say I don't want this next election cycle my biggest fear is to to have it look like the last one I honestly I don't want Hillary to run I don't want Bernie to run. Um, you know, uh, those are just my personal preferences at this point. Uh, both of them have great ideas, but unfortunately I think that they're, they would be carrying baggage. And usually when that happens from election to election, look at Mitt Romney, 
usually doesn't pan out when somebody keeps coming back, you know, and getting knocked down again. Um, and I know that's that's Republicans, you know, not Democrats. But I want to say this: I, 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 it's too soon to talk about anybody. Uh, that's not what I want to talk about on the show. I mean, uh, I, this this show has so little influence over what's going on right now. Um, you know, zero influence. We'll say zero influence over what's going on with who's going to be uh, the Democratic nominee. Uh, is that I'm not going to beat anybody up. I might, you know, we poked a little bit of fun at Bernie at the beginning, um, but we're not gonna uh, we're we're not going to knock people down from on our side of the aisle on this show. That's not not what it's about. Unless they need it. Unless another John Edwards comes around, you know. We'll beat the shit out of that person if that that person comes around. But I, I, there are there are too many other people that I'm interested in. But we'll see how it goes. And when we get closer to 2020, uh, you know, we'll we'll have a better idea. But until then, I'm not going to waste my breath on telling everybody who sh who should and shouldn't run. It's useless. You know, my opinion is nothing in the grand scheme of things. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out there. I don't want to. I don't want to piss anybody off about anybody. I'll get behind whoever the nominee is. You know I will. Um, and you know, uh, like I said, I donated money to Sanders the last time around, and and then I got behind Hillary when when she got the nomination. So, um, and I wanted her to win. Uh, she deserved to win, but uh, and and obviously she more America. She did. She won the popular vote. Absolutely. So anyway, I just wanted to get out there. I wanted to clear that up for everybody. I don't want to piss anybody off about... I don't want to beat up anybody on our side. I might make a joke here and there, but that's all it is. is just a dumb joke. Uh, so Yeah, Ken, I'm glad you said that. Because the thing is, is that he announced today. Um, we have a lot of other people who have already announced. And I feel like... Don't this, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still phlegmy. Um, and this is not a knock on Bernie. Don't let Bernie take up all the air in the room. Mm -hmm. Just don't do that. We have so many good candidates. Like Joe said earlier, we have a really deep bench. And d just don't, don't let him take up all the air out of the room. Yeah. I, uh, I mean uh, that sincerely. Yeah, absolutely. Pay attention it, to everybody. Yeah, and welcome back. Rain and when from I say Four don't Freedoms take air out of the room, I mean pro or anti. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so welcome back, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., and sorry, Joe Santorsa. That's all right. I appreciate it. And Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, The Electric City. Would you, did you want to chime in on this, this issue as well, Joe, before we roll along? No, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, uh, I have an early preference, uh, but as you said, I am voting for anybody that's not Donald Trump. Yeah. And it doesn't do us any good at this time anyway to talk about it because it's so early. Mm -hmm. We have no idea who's who, who would have known in 2007 that uh, Barack Obama would be the nominee and ultimately have two terms. Yeah. Nobody. 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 And you know what? I've read. I've read becoming Michelle Obama's biography. Mm -hmm. Even she didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
his wife didn't know that he would be the nominee. So oh, just I'm sure keep she that was gobsmacked. Yeah. Uh, so I just so, I just keep saying that we have a lot of talented people who are very who are all progressives, all great talents, and uh, we can't lose. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, so whatever. Unless we eat our own. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, and we're yeah, yeah. you know. We're just gonna we're gonna express our preferences, but we're not gonna knock the other person. Yeah. So so that's that's where we are. That's where we are, folks. Um, and uh, you know, again, we we don't have the kind of influence um, that uh you know it's gonna matter. You know, I mean, uh, it's just a fact. So uh, anyway. And, you know, and, and, and if, you know, all it's going to do is alienate people from listening to the show, participating in the chat, whatever, if, if we were to take a stance so early on, you know, and, um, and I don't want that to happen. So, um, let's, uh, <laughs> people that aren't afraid to take stances early on, Roger Stone, <laughs> okay, Roger Stone was given a, a gag order. Am I am I uh, correct in this? There was a, a, yep. a gag order. It wasn't the kind of gag order that he usually likes. Like there was no ball gag involved. True, yes. true. And he wasn't tied up in a chair watching uh, somebody else do the, you know, Nixon Nixon porn. The, the, he wasn't he wasn't cucking. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so so uh, here's here's a little story. Uh, yeah, so uh, he went to his Instagram. I'm sorry, Roger Stone, you're way too old for Instagram. Get out of town. Um, so yeah, so uh, uh, Roger Stone posted a picture of the uh, uh, Judge Amy Berman Jackson on his Instagram with crosshairs by her head. You know, saying, you know, once again, trying to provoke the conspiratorial, they're out to get me, uh, they're, you know, uh, and, you know, and he was told, you, you know, you need to, to dial it in before, you know, your, your, your case is heard. And he decided to, to post this really provocative picture. And, uh, here's Kate Baldwin on, um, CNN with, uh, Sarah Murray on this, uh, thing. Because he took it down and he said he was sorry. Roger Stone apologizing to the judge in his case tonight after President Trump's longtime advisor, who is under federal indictment and facing some serious jail time, posted on Instagram not once but twice today attacks against Judge Amy Berman Jackson, calling it an upcoming show trial next to a picture of the judge. We're actually not showing you the picture due to its dangerous implications, but the image had what appears to be the distinct image of crosshairs behind her. And with that, Stone is now doing damage control. Sarah Murray is out front. Sarah, it seems you often can't guess what the next turn is going to be. With Stone clearly realizes the possible implications of this, because he's taking it back a couple times now and is trying to backtrack. But honestly, what is he doing here? So much explaining today, Kate. There were two separate photos of the judge. Then there was an explanation he posted on Instagram saying this is being misinterpreted. And then another explanation he posted on Instagram saying, no, no, that's not a crosshairs. That's just the logo of the website where we got this photo. And now it seems that Stone or perhaps someone on his legal team realized this could be a very big problem and get him in even more legal trouble. And so he is formally apologizing 
apologize to the court, to the judge. This is what he said in a filing that they just uh, put out. Please inform the court that the photograph and comment today was improper and should not have been posted. I had no intention of disrespecting the court and humbly apologize to the court for the transgression. Kate, it says to the court there, but make no mistake, Roger Stone is apologizing to the judge, and I'm sure he's hoping that this judge, who she's tough, is not going to look at the, the you know rules of his bail and decide, you know what, he cannot handle himself out of jail. Maybe he should await trial from a cell. She did that with Paul Manafort, although that was for witness yeah. tampering. Oh. What a mistake of the maker. Yeah, seriously. Cliff, uh, good on you, Roger Stone. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> what a fuck up. <laughs> I mean, but please, you know, I'm, but again, though, I'm laughing, but seriously, this is scary for this judge. Now, her face is in greater circulation with the crosshairs. He, he basically, he did what Trump did with SNL. He wants retribution. He wants somebody to go after her. And, you know, the, that picture, I don't know if you saw the article today, today, but a reverse Google image search um, of that exact picture uh, links to a whole bunch of uh, uh, pro-Russia, or, or, or Russian pro-Trump websites. Oh, I'm so shocked. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Didn't, uh, oh, really? oh. I, I think this is... Go ahead. I think this is a good time to remind everybody that Sarah Palin posted, you know, the crosshairs and included mm -hmm. Gabby Giffords. Yeah. We all know what happened uh, there. This, this is, yeah. And this is, this to me is a, he's threat. he's threatening a federal judge. He's trying to incite violence against a judge, a federal judge. Yeah. Any judge is bad enough, but this is a federal judge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is dumb, dumb shit. I mean, it, it's you, hubris. You it's it's ultimate hubris. It's also just, again, the privilege, seriously, the privilege that Roger Stone thinks that he deserves, that he thought he could get away with this. Yeah. So, uh, what an ass. Uh, yeah, it, 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 you know, but what what I found was was kind of funny is uh, David Gergen, you know, noted left wing loon who worked for Ronald Reagan, David Gergen. Uh, David Gergen went dark in his commentary. He went so dark. I was like, wow. So it's, we need to set this up Hello, for darkness, Roger Stone. Um, but listen, listen how dark Gergen goes on on this. It, it, it's I'm surprised he didn't called out a little bit by Kate Baldwin on this. The president of the United States attacks judges and the judicial branch with relative regularity, and if they don't decide in his favor, we have seen this over and over again. So I guess on some level, should anyone be surprised? This is a road that Roger Stone, his ally, his confidant, his advisor, longtime advisor. Wants to even wanted to walk down. Well, you you might think that he would consider it, but you would never think he would do it. <laughs> uh, and I, it, because of this act of such utter stupidity, I mean, here he is coming soon to come before this female judge who is an Obama appointee. Uh, who uh, Paul Manafort, his friend, went before this judge. She threw the book at him 
Paul Manafort could well die in jail. He's, oh, my he's, God. He's a crumpled man. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, we, we've now heard tales, uh, harrowing tales, about what's happening to him in, in prison, how his life has changed, how lonely, how depressed he is. He doesn't see his family. Roger Stone must also worry that if he goes there, he's, you know, he's seen as something of a dandy. Will he be physically safe? Uh, will he will be subject oh, to rape? Dandy. I mean, there must be a lot oh of things that are going through his mind. What? Oh, my God. What, where have I got myself into? So it, in light of that, how odd, how perfectly odd uh, to to even post this thing, especially with that crosshairs, which sent a signal to everybody and got people on the dark net, just really got conspiracy theories rolling uh, during the day. How odd he did this. But the bigger question is, why is it the president of the United States, why has he over the years surrounded himself with so many odd people, many of whom are now heading for the slammer? Okay, well, okay, uh, 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 David Gergen, I'm not sure if you caught that, but he said Roger Stone is viewed as somewhat of a dandy, and yeah. could he be su- could he be subject to rape? I, I thought I heard that. Mm, that's what he was implying there. I don't it's think he implied. Oh my god! <laughs> well, he didn't say rape. I mean, he just said he, he did. No, he did, did say he rape. Say rape. Oh my he god! He said that he's somewhat of a dandy. And subject to rape. That's what I thought I heard. Now, wow. I, I I have long been of the opinion that, that Roger Stone is um, probably bisexual. I, well, he I, said he is. He, he said I he think is, he's yeah. admitted. I think he's admitted that. Hey, he's, he's experimented. You know, but so what? The point is, the man is arrogant. That's yeah. his problem. Yes. His problem is that he has gotten away with this murder since 1972, mm-hmm. and there's never been any any kind of let me use the Wait. word ret- retribution. Wait, did you say murder? Well, yeah. Well, in a I don't know. Maybe it isn't a maybe it is a literal sense. I don't know. But anyway, he's gotten away with this nonsense, these dirty tricks, these taunting law enforcement since 1972. He's been on the uh, pushing the envelope of what's legal and not legal for a long, long time. Yeah, and he's used to getting away with it, and everybody's slapping him on mm-hmm. the back, or I'm sorry, slapping him on his Nixon. And uh, <laughs> and, and just uh, and just uh, you know, he's a good old boy, and now he mm-hmm. ra- runs into a judge who's not going to take this crap. Yeah, and guess what? His house is for rent now in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I wonder why. Oh, boy. Uh, Just yeah. to, to, to clear the record here, I, I, I did a search for what the actual literal definition of dandy was. Mm-hmm. And a dandy historically is a man who places particular importance upon physical appearance, refined language, and leisurely hobbies pursued with the appearance of nonchalance in a cult of self. So, yes, Roger Stone is a dandy. Because he's always talking you know, about how awesome he dresses and goes, mm-hmm. and when he espouses his opinions about things, he's always—he's always, you know—he's that asshole at the party that is not gonna—that's not afraid to remind you every fucking five minutes how goddamn smart he thinks he is. So yeah, so he's a dandy. Yeah, well, that that fits him, but uh, as I said, he's. Uh, He's used to getting away with this, and uh, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I think it just got real for him. I mean, yeah. the fact that he's putting his house up for rent today 
for rent by owner, the sign says. That should oh. be interesting. Well, uh, he, part I, of the reason you know, why he did I, what he did on, on uh, Instagram or whatever was allegedly to raise money for his... Um, well, that's what it said. Legal, but, uh, legal so, fees. He should have just opened uh, a GoFundMe page. He didn't have to put a target on the judge's face. I mean... Really? Oh, I know that. Roger. I mean, I know that. Know. He's, he's, he's. And Thursday, he's, if she doesn't slam him in the slammer, then she's got more restraint than I would have. Let me oh, just put it that way. Well, one of you guys shared that tweet. Uh, not, not. It was a tweet of her statement about it, and uh, she's a lot of caps. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Rain, rain. Put that up there. Yes. I said, she, yeah. I mean, she's pissed. Rightly she did so. use a lot of caps, and it should be. And I don't think she's. I don't think she's so pissed about her own safety, although she should be. I think she's pissed that this man doesn't learn a lesson. Well, I, I think it's. I. Th- I don't think it's. I don't think she is pissed about herself. I think she's yeah. pissed about the fact that Roger Stone literally threatened a fed a federal judge and mm-hmm. asked I his followers who 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 include the Proud Boys at this point, to go after the federal bench. I think it's even broader than that. I think it's, it's, it's also that he has such low regard for the rule of law. He has a gag order. He was told not to discuss this. He was told to shut his mouth. Well, he wasn't he told not to flaunts, use his fingers on the just, keyboard. He just flaunts... He just flaunts authority. But keep in mind, again, I don't know if you've seen Get Me Roger Stone. <laughs> Please go watch it. It's still on Netflix. Roger Stone and um, Paul Manafort, and I can't remember the third guy, they had they, they had a firm that was involved. You know, they, they worked together for years. The fact that these two guys now are in finally after 30, 40 years are finally in the crosshairs of, of the justice system brings me joy. Amen. Amen. Very good. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch it. Now that now that he's he's likely going to go to jail, I think I can watch it with, you know, and and be a little happier about it and say, oh, look when he was free. Ah, uh, you know. Yeah, go go watch it. I've I've said that to you and Joe a lot, uh, probably over yeah. a year now. <laughs> Just you watch have, it. you have. So, uh, yeah, and um, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Um, there's a, but uh, yeah, I uh, I just think that it, you know he you, again. You're right, Joe. You know he he just. Uh, he, he acts like he's untouchable constantly, and now he's in a in a real dire position where he thought he could still, like you know, flaunt what little bit of power he thought he had. And this federal judge is like, "Oh no, no, you didn't, motherfucker," you know, or uh, surprise, motherfucker. Uh. You know, uh, you're a- you're absolutely right. I-, I mean, he he can't help but act like an insufferable prick at all costs. But now that he things relishes. are dire, I mean, because wh- whoever thought you would hear Roger Stone apologize for anything? 
Well, that's because his lawyer made him do that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he. Apo- his, I don't his, think he- his lawyer made him. Well, do his that. lawyers his never lawyer made him apologize for anything else. All right, real quick, I, we got to go to break. I, I'll make this really quick. After after Stone was arrested, there was this whole conspiracy theory that he put out there. How did CNN show up and know who tipped off CNN? Do you all remember that? Uh huh. Yep. At Whitaker's um, hearing the other day, in front of, you know, in front of Congress, Whitter, Whitaker said that, yeah, we knew, we knew that Roger Stone was going to be arrested. Whitaker yeah. said that. I remember that. Okay. So, uh, Roger Stone, when he was arrested, was wearing a Roger Stone is Innocent t-shirt. He was? Which, which Yes. It said hmm. Roger. It says Roger Stone did nothing wrong. Or yeah, thank you, Joe. Thank you for correcting me on that. But Roger Stone did nothing wrong when he was arrested. Roger Stone was wearing that, which says to me, if Whitaker knew that Roger Stone was going to be arrested, Whitaker told Donald Trump, and Donald Trump probably told Roger Stone, and Roger Stone probably called somebody to tip off CNN. I'm telling you, I believe this, and you can all send me tinfoil hats. Well. The CNN part, I don't know, because they knew something was going down the night before. Okay. They said it on Don Lemon's show. That's true, but that is true. So we can can ignore that part, but the bottom line is the fact that Roger Stone was wearing that t-shirt meant that somebody tipped off Roger Stone that he was mm-hmm. going to be arrested that morning. Yeah. And something is really fucked up with that whole it, situation. But yeah, you're right. To say that. If anybody tipped off uh, CNN, it was the Trump cult. It was somebody in the Trump camp uh, it, or, or, you know, uh, somebody directly related to Stone. But CNN said that they called his attorneys and didn't. his attorney said they didn't even know. So, yeah. so I, I don't know. It's something something been seems stinky with that. The night before that, Shimon Prizikop, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I think it's Prokopesh. Prokopesh said that something big was going to happen the next day because the grand jury convened on a Thursday, which it almost never does. And the only time it convenes like that is to issue uh, a warrant. Mm -hmm. The point that I'm trying to make is the fact that the right wing is trying to say that somebody from Mueller's team tried to tip off CNN about Roger stone's arrest is bullshit it all came from the roger stone camp and everybody that wants to support roger stone i I could see that uh well before uh, you know because Mueller's not leaking shit so but uh anyway uh on that note it is time to go to the break when we come back we have a lot of other wacky stories to talk about everybody uh it's a bad week for trump and it's just tuesday uh, thank you, Alec Baldwin, for really setting the stage for all this. Uh, so anyway, uh, break time. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. All of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio. and KennyPick.com At Banana Royal. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. 
Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Surprise, motherfucker. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare, Prepare to, to make, make computer, computer to computer, computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you! God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, radio for humans. And, of course, uh, welcome back to the program. Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello! Hello! And Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Zap, zap, zap. <laughs> hey, <yep. laughs> That's good, zap, zap, zap. <laughs> uh, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, welcome back to the program, everybody. And let's see where we're going to go uh, this segment, because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, but yeah, Roger Stone, uh, man, I really hope he fucked himself over. I really do. That, that would be great. Um, he needs to go to jail directly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now there is a, this is, uh, I want to get to this, uh, audio next. Um, uh, yeah, because this is uncut. But I'm going to pause it at least once. Uh, but this was uh, from Shepard Smith and Judge Andrew Napolitano today on the article that came out, the bombshell article that came out in the New York Times. Man, what is it with them and bombshells? They love their bombshell articles over there. Um, where it looks like Donald Trump was directing Matt Whitaker um, to uh, obstruct justice by... Um, uh, he wanted the leadership changed on the um, prosecution against uh, Michael Cohen. Yes. Apparently, he panicked yep. when Cohen came out and you know flipped on him, and so he did everything in his power. It, it sounding like in the New York Times, tell me when they've been wrong on one of these big stories about Trump, and and I'll I'll say this is bunk, but they haven't been wrong. I mean, uh, uh, not about anything major. There might be some minor details here and there. Um, but um, Trump was asked about this report today. Let, let me play that clip first. 
Um, Trump was asked, uh, you know, about this New York Times report, and, and uh, of course, he, what do you think he said? Did you ask uh, Acting Attorney General Matthew Whitaker to change the leadership of the investigation into your former personal attorney, Michael Cohen? No, not at all. Long pause. I don't know who gave you that. Just more fake news. A lot yeah, of there's right. a lot of fake there's a lot of fake news out there. No, I didn't. What is the current status of your relationship with Mr. Whitaker? Very good. I have a lot of respect for Mr. Whitaker. I think he's done a great job. Uh, he's a very very straight shooter. I watched him during the hearing. Some of it, uh, I thought he was exceptional. He's a very fine man, and he should be given a lot of thanks by our nation. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt Whitaker gets thanks. He should get thanks from our nation. Oh yeah, here we'll, we'll give him some. We'll give we'll give him a thank you. Thank you. Fuck you. There you go. That's there the entire go. nation for you, Matt Whitaker. So so Trump was asked about it. He said, uh, "I don't know who told you this. It's more fake news." I don't know who told you that. It's more fake news. Yeah. So to me, he basically he knew where that came from, and you, you know he he's he just stopped short of saying the failing New York Times. I think that's what I believe. I, I'm I'm still stunned at the the New York Times reported that Trump asked Whitaker to get a federal prosecutor to unrecuse himself. So he could have a whole bunch of these cases moved into his jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's stunning. Trump did not deny that. He just basically said the article was fake news. Yeah. And well, he didn't even acknowledge the article. I think, I think he stopped short of saying it, knowing that he would say, "Who told you that? Yeah. It's fake news." And then, but by saying, "Who told you that?" He knew he couldn't then say, "Oh, that's from the New York, the failing New York Times, or whatever." Yeah. Um, but I, I, Heather had some great reactions. She, Holy fuck, Whitaker lied like a rug. I'm not shocked. She also said, "Jesus, Mary, <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, can it, Donnie?" Uh, so, <laughs> um, well, what's interesting about that is that, um, and Joe, you probably listened to MSNBC this afternoon when when the story broke. You know, they they were talking about. How okay, Whitaker? Did Whitaker say that Trump never told him to do something, or never directed him to do, you know, to do this A, B, or C? And um, they were really kind of nitpicking this, where they were like, "Well, you know, in the end, in the end, what Whitaker said is after before Whitaker said before I was nominated." Trump never asked me to do A, B, or C. Mm-hmm. And Whitaker didn't answer the questions about what happened after you were nominated. Exactly. And uh, Well, that's not true. What, did I get something wrong here? One congressman asked him, or congresswoman, if he had any discussion at any time with the president oh. about... The investigations by Mueller or the Southern District of New York. And he said, and in his statement, he's in his opening earlier. He, in it, well, to that answer, he wouldn't. He obfuscated. He just said, "I'm not going to discuss anything about discussions." But earlier, he had said, 
that at no time, at no time, in his opening statement, at no time did the president ever ask him or pressure him to do anything to do with either investigation or any investigation, he said. So. Yeah, so he's in trouble. Yeah, I think everybody's yes, in trouble. I would say in, so. And I'll tell you what, Andrew Napolitano, when 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 Fox News is reporting like this, and I know Shep Smith is awesome, uh, and Andrew Napolitano, I hated that guy for the longest time, but I'll tell you what, he's talking some sense when it comes to to Trump, and we're going to get to that in a second. But I need to read this from KT Kaser. I'm watching MSNBC, listening to MSNBC, and listening to Kenny, checking that now and then, and playing World of Warcraft. And I thought Whoa. my job was hard here. <laughs> um, wow, that is some multitasking. You what? That the the uh, Katie. Wow, woman power there. So, uh, but anyway, uh, here is Shepard Smith and Andrew Napolitano talking about this article from the New York Times, and there's some uh, some pretty intense stuff here. Did you guys? Either of you guys hear this today? No. Oh, it's, nope. it, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Here, I'll play like the first half and then pause it. The Times is not reporting that Matt Whitaker provided promises or anything else. Here's what they're saying, that a phone call was made, and here's the full screen. He, and in this phone call, the president asked whether Jeffrey Berman, the United States attorney for the Southern District of New York and a Trump ally, could be put in charge of the widening investigation, the Cohen investigation, according to several American officials with direct knowledge of the call, asking him, hey, could we put my ally over here in charge of this Cohen thing? Because the Cohen thing had just gone very badly when Cohen testified under oath that the president directed him to make those calls. And in essence, according to the wow. reading of that, making him something of an unindicted co-conspirator. And Matt Whitaker testified under oath just a, a week or 10 days ago. The president referred to that testimony in answer to the question from one of the uh, reporters that he had not been asked to influence any uh, decisions that the DOJ was being uh, asked to make. Well, is, is that the same thing, though? Because what he said was, could you put this other guy in charge? Could he be put in charge? It, the, the semantics often matter. They do, because there's two potential crimes here for Matt Whitaker. One is actual perjury, lying to the Congress. The other is misleading. Remember, you could be truthful, but still misleading. And there are those two uh, there, those two statutes there. You not only have to be truthful, you cannot mislead. So if he said the president never asked me to do something and it's misleading because he knew what the president wanted. Look, Jeff Berman is, is, is a respected lawyer because he's res respected. That's the one that, according to the Times reporting, the president wanted put in charge of the Cohen investigation. Because the president nominated him and caused him to be the chief federal prosecutor in Manhattan. But Mr. Berman had wow. the good ethical sense to say, this involves Donald Trump. I'm not involved in it. This phone call, if the Times reporting is accurate, is that phone call evidence that the phone call would be evidence of what? Corrupt intent. That is an effort to use the levers of power of the government for a corrupt purpose to deflect an investigation into himself or his allies. Remember, the federal prosecutors in New York have two investigations going on. One was the investigation of Michael Cohen, and that is, is passed on to a guy named Robert Kazumi. Mm -hmm. Bob Kazumi, a professional prosecutor, an apolitical person, used to be the chief prosecutor at the Securities and Exchange Commission. He's the one who told a federal judge, this Michael Cohen, David Pecker, paying women to remain silent was orchestrated by Donald Trump. 
second investigation, one still going on here oh, in New York, my. is the investigation of the Trump inaugural and transition. Who paid for all that? And was there anything that went wrong in the payments? This must be some there there because they are investigating it. President Trump, if the New York Times is correct, wanted his ally to be in charge of both of those investigations. And Matt Whitaker, to his credit, apparently did not execute that command. But that. that all right. Wow. Holy wow. Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I read the article, but this, this, holy shit. Yeah, I, I will give it to Napolitano. He is excellent at breaking down uh, this legalese stuff into, you know, in a layman's terms. You know? And on I just. On Fox. On Fox. On Fox. This is important to mention. Uh-huh. On Fox, where Fox viewers mm-hmm. listen. <laughs> On Fo- on Fox on Fleek, uh, so uh, sorry on Fleek. I don't think I've ever said that on the show. Hi. <laughs> we've never we've never really learned what Fleek is, do we? Mm, no. Well, I, I, I think it, it it's it was made up, and I think it just basically means it's it's uh, on on target on Fleek. You know, like uh, good. It's a good thing. <laughs> I'll shut up now. <laughs> Trying to explain four-year-old memes here on Turn Up the Night. Uh, keeping it relevant. Keeping Ooh. it relevant, folks. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, this this New York Times article, I think, is is it. I think it's it's a bombshell. Mm-hmm. I think it also just shows. I mean, we're focusing on the Whitaker part of it, but it also goes into, and if everybody, if anybody gets a chance to read it, do so. If it means going incognito, do so. I'm saying that with a whisper. Read it because it's not illegal. (laughs) I know, but you know, I don't want the New York Times to hear us. Um, They won't. It goes into, it goes into the depths that um, Trump and, and his, his, the people in his close circle try to circumvent or um, not even circumvent, but they try to just take advantage of, of the law and corrupt things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, Trump is it's basically doing in government what he did in business, except he can't hide it as much anymore. Yeah. There, there is a greater accountability when you work in government and there is a greater loyalty to g okay when you work for a company where's your loyalty your loyalty is to the basically to the bottom line of the company right unless you're a whistleblower but then you know when when you work for the government and you know somebody comes in and they try and run it like a dirty business there are a lot of people who's basically they know their government job their loyalty is to the bottom line which is the american people and our nation and our rule of law. So, Joe, to me, that's that's exactly what's going on here. It is Trump is trying to to wheel and deal, uh, you know, do business, you know, crooked business as usual, but he's getting busted at every turn. And the New York Times is right there because they've had his number for decades. Right. 
he is running he thought he could go into the Oval Office and run the government like he ran his business that every yes. day he'd go in there throw a grenade out in the middle of the floor and everybody else would clean up after him mm-hmm. and he'd get to watch that's what he that's how he thinks this works that's the yeah. way his business worked and it showed it it showed <laughs> because oh, he yeah. went bankrupt five times and the only times he was able to survive were the times his father bailed him out to the tune of what a total of 400 sure. million dollars oh yeah so yeah, that and not only that, but you know, because he had a modicum of celebrity, the 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 media was able to bail him out by giving him TV shows or, you know, some company would roll along and be like, "Oh, you're famous. We'll make you the figurehead of our company and try and make Look at make you, a little Mark bit of money." Burnett. So, well, let's yeah. Let's face it. What did he make his money on? Branding. He never yes. built anything. No. He had other people build things and he put his name on them. Yeah. And the only reason he was able to sell his name was because of the fake media. Yeah. That's the irony here. He -hmm. made his living. He made whatever he made recently on celebrity stoked by the very media that he now uh, attacks. Yeah. And and the thing is is that at, at this point that, yeah, it is an excellent point. But the fact that he actually said to Matt Whitaker, and I know a lot of people are saying, if the New York Times article is true, well, guess what, Fox News? Why don't you go do your research and confirm it? Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know what? I I mean that I think Shep will. I think Shep Shep and Napolitano will. I think they're on this like like Trump on a bucket of KFC. You know? But the fact that he actually said to Whitaker, can you get a judge to unrecuse himself mm-hmm. so he can take over an investigation is disgusting. Yeah. It's it's it it's it just says to me that he is literally, literally mm-hmm. you could put periods in between it, literally looking for he's judge shopping. He's yeah. really shopping for judges. <laughs> That's a great term. That's a great term. He's judge shopping. <laughs> just you know? To try to find somebody who's going to, you know, find him a sympathetic character. Sure. Which you know. means he's guilty. An innocent person doesn't go judge shopping. No, not at all. And an innocent person certainly doesn't say, can you please, you know, remove your, you know, excusal. Yeah, let's remember uh, Jeff Sessions. Jeff oh, Sessions yeah. recused himself. Yeah, to his credit, to his fucking credit. As much as we yes. make fun of him, you know. Yes. And I know where we're treading in dangerous territory right now because I think I just saw him poke his head around the corner. Wait, were you looking for me? No, I'm down here in this little hole. I I got an echo on my voice. Let me climb out. Okay, I'm out down. The echo's gone, so that's better, right? Okay, you getting fed, buddy? Well, you know, I had some Tootsie Rolls, but I've been having awful stomach problems lately. I gotta tell you, dear, uh, darling, <laughs> my tummy's been just on edge. I don't know. I think it's all this, all this stuff that's going on with my, my ex-buddy Trump. Really kind of got what's doing enough. I think I got an ulcer, little elf ulcer. I eat some more cat food. <laughs> I think I might you do that. Put, 
You know what'll clear that up? Oh. Antifreeze. Okay. You mean that blue Kool-Aid I seen down in the basement in that big bottle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah just slurp about a half gallon of that. That'll hey, be Kenny. Yeah, what what'd you need, Jeff? Can you can you give me a little thimble so I can go pour myself some of that blue Kool-Aid down in the basement? Oh don't yeah. Eat, yeah. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. No, 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 no. Don't listen to rain, Jeff. It's safe. It's totally safe. Yeah, what crap is it? Raspberry flavor? I love raspberry. I don't yeah, wish death on anybody. Yeah, raspberry, Jeff. That's what it is. Razzleberry. It's wish... double razzleberry, Jeff. Oh my god, that sounds delicious. I gotta go get some right now. Don't drink it right out of the container. It. Don't even pour a glass. He's gone. Don't do that. He's gone. Good. Yeah, he's Good. gone. He's gone. So, I hope you're all happy. Uh, yeah, he, you know why he, he wasn't on the show for a while? Is uh, he had to have reconstructive surgery on his tongue, Joe? Uh, because he went and he put his tongue on a railroad track, <laughs> uh, like you suggested, and uh, mm. you know, and he just he he, he just was like <laughs> for the longest time. So, I don't so wish you know what? If, if he drinks that 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 uh, if he had that antifreeze, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It wouldn't have stuck. It, you know, it coated his tongue real good. Uh, but anyway, yes, Rain doesn't wish death on anybody, and uh, Little Jeff is a fictional no. character, everybody. It's just me, and I'm not going to drink antifreeze. Uh, so, okay. anyway. Don't drink the blue antifreeze. What are you saying? That I'm not a real boy? No, Jeff, you're not. <laughs> just, <laughs> why are you dirty, hippie? <laughs> just eat some cat poop. No, right. like Tootsie Rolls. No, no little Jeff was. No little Jeffs were hurt in this production. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to the Shepard Smith and Andrew Napolitano. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That that phone call. You said that's evident of corrupt intent on the part of the president because he's making a a. Would that be obstruction? Yes. It, well, it would be attempted obstruction. It would only be obstruction if it succeeded. But if you try to interfere with a criminal prosecution that may mm -hmm. knock at your own door by putting your ally in there, that is clearly attempt, an attempt to obstruct justice. The article huh. is lengthy. It's online on the homepage at NewYorkTimes.com. Judge, there's more to it. There's discussion of others yes, who are close to the president. There's a very, very disturbing discussion in this article, which again the president denies, about his utilization of colleagues in Congress and utilizing... Well, he did, wasn't actually asked about this part, but go on. Utilizing... Yes. You're right. At yes. least in the part we saw. Utilizing their subpoena power, because the Republicans controlled the House of Representatives at the time, to subpoena documents that Bob Mueller wanted to keep secret in order to interfere with Mueller or embarrass Mueller or cause people to question Mueller's uh, motivation. Quite frankly, I've never seen anything like this before. A sitting president of the United States using his allies in the Congress to interfere with an ongoing criminal investigation. Oh, my this God. This breaks new ground. It's, that's the allegation in the Times report today. The, the four reporters uh, with the bylines there, people, people will know them, and their reporting has, has stood up quite well. You wonder, we're at the very beginning of this. This has only been out in the open for the last hour and a half. The president's White House had been involved, but if you watched him there, just as John Roberts just reported, it appeared 
from the president's reaction that he knew nothing of this. But certainly his White House did, because Maggie Haberman says the Times told him. It appeared that he was surprised by the question. Uh, now, maybe he was unaware. Maybe he didn't know the article was out. Right, we didn't don't know. know. The, the article was out. But the I article is, did. quite frankly, dynamite, lengthy and, and well-documented. Where it goes from here, I don't know. But I'll tell you who I know is reading it as we speak. Bob Mueller and team. No! <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, Napolitano just had to show off his Rex Quando at the end there. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. I thought Bob Mueller was over. Huh. I thought by the middle of February we had a report coming. Well, oh, I well, you know. Well, surely mm-hmm. now that this Mueller investigation is almost over, that's what was being said two years ago. Then two months later, well, surely now the, the, the Mueller investigation is almost over. That was a year and ten months ago. <laughs> and they just rinse, lather, repeat every couple weeks. Some idiot Trump cultist is saying, surely now that the Mueller investigation is nearly over and there's no evidence of collusion and Trump is completely exonerated. Fuck off. <laughs> It's about everything. It's about everything, you fools. Collusion's not the crime. Conspiracy is. And guess what? Discovery is going to happen in all kinds of different ways, just like it happened with Bill Clinton. You love Kenneth Starr. Smooch. Give Mueller a smooch. Do you remember the halcyon days when we were so upset about a blowjob? Oh, my God. I clutched my pearls. Um... (laughs) But yeah, that New York Times article, if people can read it, do it. It is, it's a sweeping article, and it's its much, much more than just the Whitaker, okay, hey, Mr. Whitaker, can you um, get the guy to unrecuse himself? <laughs> it's, 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 it's sweeping. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, it literally lays out how Trump undermines our judicial, judicial, Jiu-jitsu system. Jiu-jitsu system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yep. what it is. Okay, now watch this. I'm just yeah. going to break the wrist and walk oh, away. Break the wrist, walk away. Seriously. Jeez. But, you know, the article did go into something that, that Napolitano did point out. Everybody's focused on the Whitaker part. Yeah. But the uh, the two the two congressmen, what's his name, Katz and uh, Nunez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from Florida? Uh, who's his name? Gats, cats, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Matt Gats. Can, can you hold? Can you hold that thought though? Because we're we're overdue to go to break right now, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this more. So make a note. Hold. Make a note. Um, and uh, we will continue this conversation. I'm not sure if we're gonna have time to do reverse calling tonight. Um, unless somebody really, really, really has something to get off their chest tonight, and I'll let them. Um, but, uh, for the, we, we have a fair amount of audio to do and we'll, we'll do Mad Libs for sure. But, uh, uh we're going to go to the break. Green news reports coming up right now. We'll be right back in about six minutes. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? Kennypick.com. It's Tuesday, February 19, 2019. The Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act the Migratory Bird Treaty Act no longer exists for our protection in Hidalgo County, Texas. Bill to avoid government shutdown protects wildlife refuges, but Trump's national emergency puts them back on the chopping block. Plus, 
It's the Green News Report's 10th anniversary. What? All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. It's like Trump's people are saying, I know kids in cages sounded evil. So we toned it down. We're just strangling butterflies. <laughs> this is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, really? Ten years? A full <laughs> decade of the Green News Report? Yep. And yet you have still failed to save the planet. That is true. But you know what? We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. First, that compromise deal to avoid a government shutdown that was signed by President Trump last week contained carve-outs that shield five ecologically sensitive sites in Texas from devastation caused by President Trump's controversial wall on the border with Mexico, including the beloved National Butterfly Center Wildlife Refuge in the Rio Grande Valley. That's good news. It is, but wait, there's more. Oh. In a recent broadcast, the executive director of the National Butterfly Center, Mariana Trevino-Wright, noted that the Department of Homeland Security had legally waived 28 federal laws, including the Endangered Species Act and the Clean Water Act, to accelerate the wall's construction. In addition to destroying habitat that is critical to the survival of dozens of butterfly species, she said that any barrier will also have dire consequences for wildlife. We're getting a 36-foot-tall steel and concrete wall where wildlife is now relegated and trapped. All of the terrestrial wildlife is sentenced to death when the Rio Grande River floods next. Yes, but... Now that they've come up with a compromise deal, the Butterfly Center will be protected. That's the idea. However, Trump's declaration on Friday of a national emergency puts those sites back in limbo mm. because it's now unclear if the Trump administration will honor those carve-outs in the compromise deal with Congress. Why would they? In a statement to the Green News Report, Director Trevino Wright also noted that the funding deal expires in six months and then, quote, we're back on the chopping block, so we have not been spared we were given a temporary stay of execution finally it's the green news reports 10th anniversary what? we launched our little twice a week feature of independent <laughs> environmental news and snark in february of 2009 when we both had raging colds yours was worse than mine yes it was as uh, you can tell in this uh, clip from the very top of our very first green news report it's tuesday february 17th 2009 i'm brad friedman and I'm I'm Desi Doyen. <laughs> so you did not sound good in that report. No, I did not. But we uh, plowed through and, uh, well, it was the first of 10 years of sheer delight, Desi Doyen. <laughs> well, over these last 10 years, the science of climate change has only gotten stronger. More Americans than ever are concerned by climate change's growing impacts, despite the fact that the climate change denial industry is still lying to them about it. The Green New Deal framework proposed by Democrats to address climate change with the speed and scope that scientists say is necessary was considered impossible 10 years ago. The next few years in U.S. politics, particularly the outcome of the 2020 election, will help determine the path for the planet for the next couple thousand years. So we're going to keep going. Thank you for listening and for sharing your thoughts with us over these last 10 years. And thank you for spreading the word about the challenges that we face. This country and this planet ain't going to save themselves, but but we can all do it together. And I don't know if the Green New Deal is any more 
possible now 10 years later but hey it has finally been introduced so we're getting somewhere by the way by the end of that first episode Desi Doyne you sounded a little bit better when it came to your cold but I think it clearly set the tone for the snarky comments that would uh, come over the next 10 years the company that's at the center of the nationwide salmonella outbreak has declared bankruptcy Uh, the peanut corporation of America filed for chapter 7 liquidation after two plants were raided and the investigators found filthy conditions the owner of peanut Corp showed up to testify at a congressional hearing last week, and he didn't don't ha- smile. There's nothing funny about salmonella. Well, I'm sorry, I or think dirty nuts. Let me just mention that. So there you go. That's the Green News Report in a nutshell, if you will. Indeed, we are not supported by uh, corporations or political parties of any type. We rely on you. So please consider stopping by bradblog.com/slash/donate to help Desi and I continue for gulp. Another 10 years on your public airwaves. For much more on those stories we covered today and the ones we couldn't get to, stop by our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planetwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Happy anniversary. This has been your Green News Report. Maybe something's wrong with you that makes you act the way you do. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Champion of freedom and the strong national defense who has worked with these members of Congress to strengthen America's military might and to strengthen the leadership of the free world. I bring greetings from the 45th President of the United States of America, President Donald Trump. The last August, <laughs> I reflected on the words that are in the old book. You rattled. If honor, then honor. If respect, then respect. Yeah, okay. Uh, that was a real wang doodle. Wang doodle. Um, yeah, I saw somebody put that in the chat room. Jay Colley put Pence, please clap. Um, and so I was like, well, we might as well get that out of the way. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> Pence was at the Munich Security Conference and decided he did the big one up. I bring greetings to you from the greatest man I have ever met in my life. That's right, the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. And somewhere in the background, you hear, (coughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, even the crickets were too bored with that. Uh, Crickets were no, it was just wind. Mm -hmm. It was barely wind. Like it was pretty much. Yeah, in fact, the air conditioning was on. It went went off right at that moment. Well, yeah, let's just just hear that one more time. One more time, and all. uh, (laughs) Champion of freedom. And the strong national defense 
who has worked with these members of Congress to strengthen America's military might and to strengthen the leadership comes. of the free world. They wind up. Greetings from the 45th President of the United States of America, President Donald Trump. The last August. No way. <laughs> who, was, who was that? Was that wow. Jeb? Wow. It was a little Jeb. I don't know if that was Jeb or Howard Schultz, but wow. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was sad. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, every time I play Mike Pence, I always think this to myself. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to the moment when that stops. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, welcome, <laughs> welcome back, uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton. No, I'm sorry, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Welcome back to the program. To you first. Welcome back. Rain. Rain. God damn it! I was I was reveling in the silence. Oh, I thought you were just doing an impression of of the uh, the Munich security <laughs> Munich security conference attendees. I was. I don't know if we have, and it's okay if we don't. But I don't, Mike Pence was greeted with silence. Like even crickets were like, "Yeah, no." That guy likes gay conversion theory. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Sound of silence. Um, um, yeah. And then, and then, Angela Mr. Merkel, Biden, Vice oh. President Biden, showed up, and they were like, "Yeah," from Scranton. Yeah, Scranton. <laughs> and then, and Angela Merkel, but yeah, and, Biden, well, uh, Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel was given a speech and mentioned Trump like dissing uh, the uh, the BMWs built in what one of the Carolinas, South Carolina or something. South Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, and Ivanka was just like glaring at her, like I don't know if it's just all the Botox or she just really was that pissed that she didn't move her face. Um, so you know those Trumps love the Botox, my lord. Um, but anyway, uh, also joining us on the program, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Are you ready to find out who's in chat land with us uh, this evening tonight, Joe? As in biscuits? Um, I'd say, yeah. At biscuit. Least, yeah, one biscuit or so. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Biscuit. Hey, Joe. Go to Scranton with me. They place. Where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm gonna have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, we're gonna be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and joke your ride. Better, kid. Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go, Joe. Okay, straight to the biscuits. Here we go. Biscuit number one. Adam Hebert. Hey! Hey, Francie, 57. Heather. Jay Collie. Cat. Is Kenny Pick Senior listening tonight? He's probably in bed. He's been. He's his sleep schedule has changed drastically since uh, since surgery. 
He usually goes to sleep around 7. And I think it's going to be the same for a while until, you know, he's had a few months to mend. So, uh, but we'll, well I, ta- I just talked to him the other day and we're probably going down there this uh, this weekend. Almost definitely. I was planning on going, going down this weekend, but that bronchitis or cold or whatever I had, if it was a cold, I didn't want to risk giving it to him. And I was pretty rough on Sunday, so. Well... Ken Senior, your place marker is still here. Oh yeah, so there. we'll get him in. And we have KT Kaser. We have Moonmare, President, Sandy and Derwood. There's a guy called Tim Coromal. Who? The Tim Coromal show. Who's Tim Coromal. <laughs> Tim. Ah, that's the guy. No, okay. And he's always at the bottom of the list, but in top of mind, Trojan Rabbit. Oh, that's right. That's right. Paul's Memory Bank. Check it out uh, every right. Monday. By the way, Paul, I gotta tell, I gotta share this story real quick. So I went uh, oh, this this past Sunday, um, uh, you know, uh, outside of doing uh, nothing but like getting lunch and going into a food coma. Susan and I actually did venture out this past Sunday and yesterday to the the local thrift store chain called savers and i procured a shit ton of cds for the network some really good stuff spanning from the 50s to the 90s um not a lot of 90s stuff because if anybody knows me you know i fucking hate 90s music um but there was some halfway decent stuff but i got two big bags of cds and they were all half off so that means they were 99 cents a piece. So basically, I, I made an investment of buying a bunch of these CDs to... If I bought one song from iTunes or Amazon, it's it's 99 cents to $1.29. Uh, so I just scored a lot of great music for the network, and I'm going to start importing it very soon. So look for a little bit of a mix-em-up there. And we found a very nice curio cabinet for Susan, too. Um, but, and we brought it back in our little tiny Aveo too. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank God for bungee cords and my, um, and my right arm or my left arm is basically we, we bungee cord that uh, we put this thing in, move my seat until my knees were in the dashboard, tilted it up really, really far, and then shoved it all the way to the front, you know, right up against the back of my seat put bungee cords down and put the the hatch down on it and then when i once i was in the car i reached my arm back behind the seat and like locked it into the bottom cabinet in it <laughs> and basically my arm was just a hook for like a 15 minute drive home and uh it, it felt i thought my i was gonna pull a muscle doing it but it feels okay today so so yes yeah, so we got some good stuff 25 bucks. It was a $50 curio cabinet. Half off. 25 bucks. Nice. Yeah. You paid a so. dollar too much because 24 is the biggest number. <coughs> That's right. <coughs> Excuse me. And of course, I'm not muting every time I cough and my apologies because I, it's it happens so much I'll be interrupting myself constantly. Uh, but it, I'm, I'm on, the, on the tail end of this. It's just the coughing stuff up now thing. So... Um, and uh it's but anyway the phlegm you oh get yeah rid of the hard stuff oh yeah so well it, it's it's yeah. 
but it's not it's not the real gross stuff now it's you know uh just a little bit of stuff but anywho uh welcome back uh to everybody and yeah I, unless anybody really 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 wants to call wants me to put them on reverse call in um i think we're gonna forgo that because we got a lot more audio to get through um uh let me know in the chat if you're desperate to be heard uh if not we're gonna just keep on trucking here so um uh but uh joe uh to get back to your point um you were talking about um uh what's his name uh nunez and uh what's his name from florida what's his name gats nats gats gets gets Gets. something like that whatever matt He's an, an asshole. And he's on Fox News a lot. Yeah. But uh, him and Nunez, um, Napan- Napolitano made the point that what's also appalling in this, this article is that not only Whitaker, but, the, but that the fact that he had willing participants in obstruction of justice right in Congress. They were using their subpoena power to get documents away from Mueller so they could expose parts of this criminal investigation and embarrass them. Congressman. I mean, yeah. this is unheard of. I mean, t- absolutely unheard of. I mean, there, there, during the Nixon times, you know, there were congressmen that supported him. But I don't remember a single congressman taking part in the cover-up. Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting about this, and this doesn't have to do with the article itself, is that Andrew McCabe said that David Nunes was witness to... Devin, um, Devin Nunes. Oh, I said David, didn't I? That's okay. Oops. Oops. He's definitely a Devin, though. (laughs) Devin. But Devin Nunes was um, one of the people who were there when, when Andrew McCabe said... We have an open investigation. We're investigating the president. Mm-hmm. And it just, it feels like to me, that <clears throat> it's not just Nunez and and Matt Getz and all these people. There's a whole bunch of people within Congress and the Senate who are just like, oh, I've got news. And yeah. I know it's supposed to be secure, but I'm going to run up to the White House and tell the president. Yeah. Can we call that group of people Devin and the Pukes? I like that. Okay. Actually, I really do like that. Thank you. <laughs> it, it just, they're not even respecting, like, you know, the, the the fact that they're privy to secured information. They're, they're disregarding the fact that the information they got was within a skiff. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Remember that quaint term, the skiff? The skiff. The skiff. The skiff. They got this information via a skiff, and they ran to the White House mm-hmm. to tell the president all of this information. This is really, really gross. And, oh, yeah. And it just if you look at it on a bigger scale of things, I, I don't even know what to say about this. I, mm. I, it's disgusting. It's a yeah. breakdown of it's a breakdown of of you know the legislative legislative and the judicial branch it it, it's gross yeah well 
let's get to let's get to this uh, last audio clip I have, uh, so we have a little bit of time to discuss on this story, not last audio clip overall because we still have McCabe to get to. Um, but this is Nicole Wallace because Nicole Wallace, uh, she she was like, I had to tune into Fox News and see what they were saying, and she did have some kind words to say about Shep Smith. Um, but, uh, she, she played some of the audio that I played, uh, and Robert Casa from the Washington Post was there to respond. And I'd like you guys to hear that now. Robert Costa, I want to play for you something that I heard right when, um, uh, Mike and his colleague's story broke. I flipped over to Fox News to see one, if it was being covered and, um, to, to Shep Smith, a great, great journalist over there is credit. Of course it was. He had on Judge Napolitano and their analysis was damning. I want to show this to you and ask you how you think this is playing in the West Wing. President Trump, if the New York Times is correct, wanted his ally to be in charge of both of those investigations. And Matt Whitaker, to his credit, apparently did not execute that command. But that 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 phone call, you said that's evident of corrupt intent on the part of the president, because he's making a. a Would that be obstruction? Yes. It, well, it would be ab- attempted obstruction. It would only be obstruction if it succeeded. But if you try to interfere with a criminal prosecution that may mm-hmm. knock at your own door by putting your ally in there, that is clearly attempt, an attempt to obstruct justice. Robert Costa, I know they don't care what we say here on this network, but they care very, very much. And most of them will admit it privately, what happens on that network. Not a good omen for this president. What the judge over there on Fox said is what Republicans now are are facing on Capitol Hill. They see the legal storm clouds over this president about his conduct. They know that Paul Manafort and General Flynn and others may have their own issues with Russian interference in the 2016 campaign. But now the president, who has the Republican Party in his grip, is facing mounting questions of obstruction or alleged obstruction of justice, as outlined in the New York Times, terrific story by Mike Schmidt and others, and through other incidences over the past couple of years. And that's the, the critical issue right now for those on the conservative side. You may not believe in Russian interference was a big issue, was something unrelated to the president, but the president's conduct, that is something in the spotlight, and that will likely be detailed by Robert Mueller at some level. Dozens of instances of whether you call it obstruction or not, of behavior that Congress will have to scrutinize. Oh, wow. You know, and I kind of miss the, you know, Steve Schmidt, why did you have to hit your star to a, a failure? <laughs> Uh, you know, cause I would have liked to hear Schmidt on this cause he could have, uh, you know, could have said some fun shit, but yeah, I, I you know, I, I loved, uh, Nicole Wallace's reaction to, to what was being said on Fox news and, you know, Costa's breakdown of this, uh, this is, it, it is a cloud of, I mean, it's not just a cloud. It's like every kind of cloud you can imagine. It's like thunderstorm hail snow sleet you know uh nuclear uh you know nuclear winter clouds (laughs) every kind of cloud is over trump now in this if this new york times story is is true um which uh, in all likelihood it is um are you eating popcorn joe i didn't know i was i thought i was muted no, that's okay. I love that. I I, I just I, I love that because I just you know 
you're listening to this, you were listening to what I was saying, and then I hear hey. the delicate chomping of popcorn, and I'm like, that's it's perfect. I have I have the best popcorn. <laughs> What's amazing about this New York Times story is that it doesn't have anything to do with Russia. And think about this for a minute. This mm-hmm. story has to do with everything that Trump yeah. and his acolytes are doing to try to, you know, brush aside the justice system. It doesn't have to do with Russia per se. It has to What's do it? with how they're trying so hard to get rid of the Russia story. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that it has everything to do with the Southern District, which is his biggest problem right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, which I don't think he's going to, I just, I know that the Southern District isn't, you know, necessarily a liberal's friend, but you know what? Justice is justice, and they are not putting up with this shit. They're just not. No. Well, a lot of people don't want to see their careers ruined because they've seen that everything that Trump touches dies. Dies. (laughs) Whose book is that? That's, uh, that that was... Yeah, Rick Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's yeah, been pretty I mean, good lately. He has the reverse Midas touch. Yeah, you know, he really and, does. But and anybody that that is young enough to want a career, I mean, obviously Whitaker could always have a career as a bouncer, so he mm-hmm. doesn't have to worry. Or selling toilets. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he's. You saw my toilet head. Composition, or you know, maybe you're maybe you're uh, an entrepreneur like uh, Tana Gertz, and you just want to sell a few uh, bedazzlers. Mm-hmm. Snap, mm-hmm. push, and pop. You know, and pop. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I haven't bedazzled since 2003. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, uh, I can't. I can't. That's the first thing that goes. Your bedazzle. Yeah. I actually stole that. Li- I stole that line from Shit's Creek. By the way, I have. I haven't. That was also a line from uh, David Rose. Uh, oh know. my God. I haven't bedazzled since two thousand three. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I feel like. I feel like there's. Um, the news that's been coming out the past few days, this is none of it's really good for Trump. None of it is. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And because we have fucking goddamn it, every goddamn day is a new bombshell. Yeah. I feel like it is important for us to watch these so called smaller stories. Yeah. And, you know, this week in particular, I mean, it, it this. Th- is the first week I can think of in a long time where this much heavy shit dropped. When you consider the New York Times story, Roger Stone, uh, the mm-hmm. Andrew Mc- Andrew McCabe. I know that started. You know, a lot of this started last week. But when when all this audio of of people dissecting and being interviewed, and you know, uh, it, 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 it's this is a big fucking start i haven't had this big of a tuesday audio wise and i'll in in quite a while yeah and you know that's yeah, not even that's not even yeah. counting the the goofy shit from the munich security conference 
or you know and and i mean the snl story to me i think is a big one too because well it yeah. you know i think everybody does because trump is talking about retribution he's seeking blood through his violent yeah. supporters mm-hmm. you know and, and we didn't um, even touch on what should have been the big story of the week but it got buried what's that it was about the bombshell about trump's appointees pressing the nuclear sales to the saudis Oh shit! Selling yeah, nuclear secrets. That only broke this afternoon, though. God damn it! Well, we'll we will have we will have some of that. I'll, I'll let you talk about that a little bit when we come back. But we gotta. Joe's Joe's right about that. That's a big yeah. story, but it just it's huge, huge. Once again, once yeah. again, so much shit falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they talked about uranium one, and here they're doing it. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and Flynn, yeah, Flynn was all wrapped up in that. So oh, yeah, he was wrapped up in new in plutonium. <laughs> Thomas Brock. Uh, so uh, anyway, oh, yeah. yeah, he he Not had a let Obama. He, yeah, the other Barack. Yeah, yeah. But Michael Flynn, when he was wearing his uh, his lead uh, apron uh, to deliver some uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, nukes to the Saudis. But anyway, uh, uh, today. yeah, maybe we'll, we'll get a chance to talk about that a little bit when we come back. Definitely on the docket for Friday. Oh, my God. that On the docket, flashback to jury duty. Uh, <laughs> by, Friday, by Friday, you're not going to have time for, for, for your docket. We'll see. We'll see. So anyway, let's go ahead and uh, hit the break when we come back. Uh, we're going to talk uh, about uh, Andrew McCabe and his new book, uh and um uh, I, I this stuff is it's mind-boggling but anyway uh sorry, sorry. no worries we're, we're we'll hit the break we'll be right back right after this. turn up the night with kenny pick a smooth talking jive talking street thug kennypick.com light out everybody every sunday and monday at 10 30 p.m eastern Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. I'm smart! Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. And welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, radio for humans, and, of course, uh, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, joining us as always. I stopped crunching popcorn. You did? But I'll, <laughs> I'll give you my recipe. Okay. It's simple. You take coconut oil, butter-flavored coconut oil. Okay. Nice. 
you take Flavacol, about a half a teaspoon. Oh. You don't need much. I okay. know Flavacol. Yes, and then you and then you just throw in your popcorn, and I have a twirly pop. You know, one of those things with the crank handle that spins around. Is that that snash, snap, push, and pop thing? Well, uh, no, no, <laughs> no. This, this is a, it's just a, it's a pot, a popcorn uh-huh. pot that has a little crank handle that turns the popcorn inside the wow. pot as it as it heats, and it makes the best pop. It tastes just like the movie popcorn. It's all the flavicol and the coconut oil. I like it. I like it. Sounds good. So, uh, and uh, all right, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. What is your favorite popcorn recipe? Um, I, uh, okay, my favorite popcorn recipe is that I put in some oil, uh-huh. vegetable oil, with some butter, heat it up. Yeah. And then, you know, I shake it. Shake it like a Polaroid so picture? Yeah, like a Polaroid picture. Mm. I don't use the, the, the what is it, the flavin, flavin, flavinol? Flavicol? Yeah, I got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I, and, and we can talk about this on Friday. I know that stuff because that is something that people use who are um, brew judges, beer brew judges. Oh yeah. They use they use that to say, okay, this is this there's a smell in there and it's flavicol. Oh, oh okay. You know, something else that I wanna try that uh Susan got uh recently, apparently it's really good on popcorn, but it's nutritional yeast. Oh like like oh. that uh shaky it comes in like a uh shake cheese kind of container with a yellow lid on it. Um oh. apparently it's got a nice like cheesy kind of flavor. So, you oh. know. so yeah, nutritional yeast. Uh, check it See, out. I like I like my butter, my popcorn to taste like butter. Oh, I do too. Susan doesn't, so we're we're kind of a split because you know I'm like when we go to the theater, I'm like, can I get butter, please? She's like, just on half, and I was like, all right. <laughs> that's me and Bob. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's because they already popped it in. They popped it in Flavicol already. Yes, that's true. But yes, I like I like the, the soggy stuff. And you know what I really like to do? My favorite thing in the world to do? Oh, my God, I love this so much. At the theater, you get a milk dud, and you throw it in your mouth, and you start working that thing, and you get it going so it coats your whole mouth, and then put a big fistful of popcorn in your mouth. Oh, my God, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a. That's it's like, like Cracker Jacks. Yeah, it's like well, it's like caramel corn, you know. It it's is. like yeah, you made your own Cracker Jack. Yeah. So right in your wow. mouth, you made yeah. it right in your mouth. There you go. Although, uh, okay. can I gross without you the guys nuts. out? Without the nuts. Can I gross you guys out? Because I yes. really love going to the movies and getting um, cola, be it Pepsi yeah. or yeah, Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And then I love buying, you know, the um, Swizzlers. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and use the that for a going. Put, I know where you're going. Put that in there, and I love drinking drinking the soda out of the Swizzler. Yes. Well, I told yes. you about. I told you the thing I used to do on Halloween as a kid when I'd get Twizzlers and Pixie Sticks. Oh. Is I would yes, bite the I end off of a Twizzler that. and I would fill fill the Twizzler with Pixie Sticks dust, and then. Oh. And then you get that, then you chomp into it, and you get the, the chew, 
but then the little grittiness of the 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 whatever sugary uh fruit fake fruit flavored pixie stick was inside oh love that so anyway yeah. but i've i've done the twizzler with the soda thing and that is a good thing to oh do. yeah uh, okay. i'm yeah yes. i'm uh, that's no, nothing new in this department i'm a big fan i like actually taking a you know getting a handful of popcorn throwing that in my mouth chew it up a little bit and then take a sip of cola and let that just kind of melt all the popcorn down too that's a delicious thing too Oh there you God. go. Yes. Yeah. And you get that, wow. that sweet and salty. and This is it, why I love all... jelly bellies. Yeah. Yes. Sorry to kill the no, entire No, that's show, okay. Jelly bellies. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, jelly bellies. That sounded like Pence. That sounded like Pence. <laughs> I know, I did. I felt like, I felt like Pence. <laughs> like Pence. And the strong national defense who has worked with these members of Congress to strengthen America's military might and to strengthen the leadership of the free world, I bring greetings from the 45th President of the United States of America, President Donald Trump. That's smart! Last I, bring you, I bring you Pepsi-Cola-flavored jelly bellies with popcorn and Swizzlers. There well, I put go. the link to Flapacall in the... In the, in the in the chat if anybody wants to go buy it on amazon all right there you go all right and one, uh, i'll, I'll find the one for last you for for your life i'll find the one for nutritional yeast uh for everybody too but anyway okay. uh we we got to get to this audio from uh savannah guthrie uh on the today show with andrew mccabe his new book just came out she's going to mention the title of it in case you guys don't know and uh what he says here is pretty awesome and of course andrew mccabe was the former deputy director and acting director of the fbi after muller was canned uh, i'm not muller i'm sorry um comey uh, so yeah, so uh, listen to this. Man who's been in the headlines a lot recently, former acting FBI director Andrew McCabe. He chronicles his experience working in the Trump administration in his new book. It's called The Threat, How the FBI Protects America in the Age of Terror and Trump. Director McCabe, good morning. It's good to see you. Good morning, Samantha. We might as well start right there. I, I noticed sure. the title of your book, The Threat, and you say the FBI is protecting America in the age of terror and Trump. Did you mean to relate those two or equate those two or say both are threats? Absolutely. Yep. I think the job of protecting America and upholding the Constitution has become tougher for the men and women of the FBI and more broadly for men and women across the intelligence services and our Justice Department. Um, as Do you think they, the president is a threat? Is that what that means? I think it's entirely possible. I think that's one of the reasons why we opened the case against him. Uh, I want to talk about that in a moment. Sure. The president has already on Twitter yesterday accused you of illegal and treasonous acts. Your response? Absolutely not true. I don't think um, I don't think Really, anybody takes those uh, tweets by the president very seriously. I certainly don't at this point. He's been attacking me and my family and lying about us for two years now, so it's just really more of the same. Some Republican lawmakers are saying they'd like to subpoena you. They'd like to see you under oath saying some of the things you say in this book. Will you be willing to do that? Of course. I, I look forward to cooperating with the committee. We haven't received a request yet, and we'll certainly um, take a hard look at that and talk to the committee when the time comes. Hot damn. <laughs> he's right. I mean, he's he's definitely uh, just like Comey in that sense. Yeah, I care about my country. And, of course, I'll be glad to tell that, you know, uh, Congress anything they want to know. 
And guess who has his contemporaneous notes? Uh, his name starts with Bob. And does his last name rhyme with... Schmuller? Schmuller? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Kruller. Bob Kruller. Bob Yeah. Delicious bakery delight. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Bob Kruller. <laughs> Bob Kruller. <laughs> I, uh, Bob Kruller. I, I do love a good Kruller. <laughs> Kruller. Kruller. I do love. I do love a good. Now I want crawler. a crawler. I want to eat a crawler. I want oh a crawler to did you, investigate. Did you Trump? have a? Did you get a crawler from Jack Frost Donuts when you were at our party, Rain? No, I. Oh, I think I missed on. Oh my god! Oh my god! The maple Sorry. maple crawlers. Oh, oh, they are oh, good. Dear Lord. Oh, um, yeah. I I want to taste a Bob crawler. Oh yeah, I do. Well, do you, you might. You, you got do you think a bob it's kind in the of house. Dry you have a bob. Woody? You have a bob in the house. Is, is it a? Does he have a cruller? <laughs> so my, my personal bob cruller is a little hoppy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little dry with a multi a multi finish. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm 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 getting that. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, what the hell, uh, though, I love I I don't I don't like Andy McCabe, but Andy. I don't believe that anything he's saying is not true. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't I, just like Andy McCabe. I mean, he's just Andy McCabe. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get to the next one from Andy McCabe. No relation to Andy Gibb. Um. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Andy Gibb did not like crawlers. Or yeah. Anyway, let's go. Let's talk about your time as acting FBI director. It happened because Jim Comey was fired by the president, and in the days after that, it's our understanding that an investigation was opened to into the president too. One was a criminal investigation into whether he obstructed justice by firing Comey, and secondly, and significantly that there was a counterintelligence investigation opened into President Trump. Did you open the investigation, the counterintelligence investigation, into the president? So a few things to point out there, Savannah. Both purposes are part of the same investigation. This is something I talk about extensively in the book. And the reason is I want Americans to understand how the FBI makes these decisions on when to open cases and who to investigate. It's not because we do it because we like it or we think it's fun or we like don't like a person or are supporting one political direction or the other. It's because we have facts and information in our possession that gives rise to an articulable basis to believe that a threat to national security or a federal crime may have been committed. Well, let's talk about it. Did you order a counterintelligence investigation into the president? I did. Is that tantamount to saying mm. you felt there was reason to suspect that he was a national security threat. Is that what that means? It is saying that we had information that led us to believe that there might be a threat to national security. In this case, that the president himself might in fact be a threat to the United States national security. And in particular, was it your suspicion and the reason that you opened this investigation that you thought the president might actually be working on behalf of Russia? 
we had a number of very concerning things that we were considering at the time. One of them was the fact that the president, in our view, had gone to extreme measures to potentially impact, negatively impact, possibly turn off our investigation of Russian meddling into the election and Russian coordination with his campaign. So that goes to his potential motive, but when you're opening this particular kind of investigation, counterintelligence, did you suspect the president might actually be working for Russia? We thought that might be possible. Yes, we thought it might be possible. They thought it might be possible. Trump was working for the Russians. What we directly, what we have all been saying from yes. day, from the day he said. Hey, Russia, you'll be rewarded greatly if you can find those emails. This is amazing and stunning. And and I, I think because of all the bombshells that we have, it's really hard to comprehend how big what he said is. Yeah. I, okay, is, I felt it's, like it's, Pence again. I felt like no, Pence no. Again. I'm sorry. I'm I'm again. I'm writing down. I'm I'm finishing up the Mad Libs here. So, it's 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 what he said. Really, is yeah. huge. It is he said that we really think that he was under the influence of Russia. Mm-hmm. And nobody from uh, you know, <clears throat> just keep in mind if you go back three years ago, four years ago. All 17 of our national security security agencies said Russia tried to hack, and I do believe they did hack, our elections. Mm-hmm. The fact oh, that... Oh, they did. They absolutely did. Yeah. The fact that he's... Andy McCabe is sitting there saying, yeah, we think that he is a, a Russian asset or something along those lines. This is stunning. Oh, I mean, he's going as far yeah. to say a Russian agent, not even yeah. an asset. You know, somebody who's working directly with Russia. So, but Joe, get get in your uh, two bits there before I get to the next uh, Andy McCabe clip. I want to hear Andy Gibb. Oh, oh Andy uh, McCabe. <laughs> How deep is your love? Warm no, wait, ride, warm ride, baby, that's the way you are. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay, yeah, w- play the warm r- uh, <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah, warm ride, Andy Gibb, also covered by Graham Bonnet, too. Now remember, Savannah, we're at the beginning of an investigation. We don't draw conclusions. We simply look at the facts and the information we have and begin That's investigations we that we But as you point out in your book, the FBI does not start any investigation willy-nilly. What That's were right. the predicate facts? Lay them out here. What were the facts that suggested the president may be a national security threat and may, in fact, be working on behalf of a foreign adversary, Russia? Okay, so, Savannah, we have to go back to the investigation of potential collusion between the campaign and Russia, right? So through the fall, these are topics we've been looking at. During that time, the president has been publicly undermining the investigative efforts. He's talking about it as a witch hunt. He's talking about it as a hoax. So it's clear to us that he's not happy with what we're doing. Also, during that time, the president 
approaches the director of the FBI and asks him to stop investigating Michael Flynn. A part of our investigation into Russian interference, he asks him to turn off that investigation. Why isn't the that just the, the normal F obstruction of justice criminal inquiry, which is substantial enough sure, on its own, but sure. what takes it to this next level where there's a suspicion that he's working for a foreign government? I mean, this is extraordinary. Because you have to ask yourself, Savannah, if you believe that the president might have obstructed justice for the purpose of ending our investigation into Russia, you have to ask yourself why. Why would any president of the United States not want the FBI to get to the bottom of Russian interference in our election? I wish I had yeah. a ding, 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 ding clip. I, I don't, but yeah, amen. Well, amen. I would. Why would amen. anybody who is in the Oval Office speak so highly of Russia and deflect and say, and dis, have such distrust for American intelligence in, in, in criminal, uh, or I'm sorry, in law enforcement agencies. When did Donald Trump ever speak highly of anybody from the Department of Justice or the FBI? Uh, 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 here we go. Uh, let's say it's a this. Really honest question. Uh, uh, well, okay. He might have here and there spoken highly of somebody from those agencies, only if it was like, you know, one person. Maybe uh, you know uh, that one New York office that was in uh, his camp. Um, but but think of it this way. Compare and contrast the things he said about Putin. The things he hasn't said about Putin, the defense yeah. he's given to Russia for hacking the election, where he was like, oh, well, a lot of people think it could have been somebody else, could have been somebody <laughs> else, not just Russia. You know, all the deflection he's given all these times and then stack that up to any good thing he said about uh, any of our, our law enforcement agencies or intelligence services as a whole. Right. And their only conclusion could be he's in the tank for Putin. We need to find out how dangerous this is. Well, yeah. I, the other thing that, oh, God, this is something that shouldn't have to be said, but I, I feel the need to say it. Mm -hmm. The FBI is independent, even though people might think, okay, they lean toward the right. But they're independent. The fact that the FBI felt the need to investigate a president, <laughs> a Republican president, is stunning to me. I mean, it, every now and then, <clears throat> I think it's important to take a step back and just think about this. Mm -hmm. The FBI decided to open up a criminal investigation against Donald Trump. And... Um, an overall investigation of him based on his actions. This is not what the FBI wants to do. They don't open up these investigations willy-nilly. I mean, we've heard this time and time and time again. And I can tell you, honestly, I, I, I've i got a couple of friends in the FBI. And yeah. I've said, to you know, what, what what's going on here? And they, they've told me, no, these things... You have to go through different layers. You yeah. can't just be like, hi, I want to investigate my neighbor next door because I smell pot in the house. That doesn't happen that way. Yeah. It takes layers. 
Oh, of course. And, so- and, and, and when it becomes so obvious to, to lay people like us what's going yes. on. Yes. Yes. And, and when he's talking directly about the investigations they're working on, refusing to say, you know, and, and also like trying to declare the innocence of Putin and Russia. Yes. You, I mean, shit, put two and two together. Yeah, this is bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is this this is bad. Shark this storm. Is everything. <laughs> this is this is what we've we've talked about for years. What we have assumed for years. But hearing mm-hmm. somebody like Andy McCabe bringing this to light, yeah, helps to put all of these dots together. Yeah, it puts it in perspective. Uh, uh, you know. The, and it and it makes Joe. He was I don't know the about fucking acting director of yeah. the FBI. Yeah, and Joe, some FBI dude. Yeah, Sorry. and Joe. I don't know Man if done. it makes. I don't know if it makes you feel this way, but it, it makes me feel like, I don't know, less crazy or, you know, that we've seen this stuff from the get go, or you know, it's it's definitely nice to have this kind of confirmation, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we. I mean, it was no doubt to us that he was a Russian agent. I mean, right from the time that he stood up there in 2016 and said, Russia, if you're listening, Mm -hmm. if you could find the 30,000 emails, you'll be richly rewarded by our press. Well, you're calling on a foreign government to hack. I remember watching that live. And I I think I was even in the... Yeah. And I I remember... uh, I don't know if I tweeted or, if, but I, I remember saying, "Holy shit!" He just yeah. asked a foreign government to hack the State Department. Yeah, because yeah. you would have to hack the State Department to get into her email account because they had the server. Yeah, exactly. Andrew McCabe is pretty much. Sorry, I'm Fleming again. <clears throat> It's not Skype, it's me. But Andy McCabe <laughs> is pretty much confirming everything mm-hmm. that we assumed. And yeah. all we could do back in those days was assume. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what's funny is I actually went back and I was looking... Uh, I accident, I'm sorry, accidentally came across a uh, clip from uh, Kate Baldwin Um chastising in 2017 chastising uh i forget who it was somebody on um on cnn when she was interviewing them saying that trump uh you know that uh no they said yeah russia hacked our election she's like no don't go there we can't say that you know that you know and it's like it's a fact now and now they're not arguing it you know on cnn so all these things we knew for the longest time have just been confirmed by Andrew McCabe. And uh, let's listen to the last clip from him right now. It's only 49 seconds. Uh, Again, uh, Andrew McCabe on the Today Show with Savannah Guthrie. I know you and other members of your team briefed the so-called Gang of Eight. These are the leaders of Congress in the days after Comey was fired about the Russia investigation. So it would have been the Majority Leader of the Senate, Mitch McConnell, Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, and Democratic counterparts. Did you tell them 
that you had opened a counterintelligence investigation into President Trump? The purpose of the briefing was to let our congressional leadership know exactly what we'd been doing. Opening a case of this nature, not something that an FBI director, not something that an acting FBI director would do by yourself, right? This was a recommendation that came to me from my team. I reviewed it with our lawyers. I discussed it at length Did with you the tell Deputy Congress? Attorney General, and I told Congress what we had done. Did anyone object? That's the important part here, Savannah. No one objected. Not on legal grounds, not on constitutional grounds, and not based on the facts. Wow. <laughs> He's not messing around. Oh, is right. Nope. He's not messing around. I remember who that gang of five, gang of eight, rather, uh, included. Devin Nunes. Yeah. Maxine who Waters. Right, who, who ju- but the thing is, Devin Nunes jumped right in an Uber, made a beeline right to the White House. Yeah. And told the president every yeah. classified thing they were told in those classified here, uh, meetings. Mm-hmm. I mean, here they're saying, here he's saying he's briefing the gang of eight who have high classification clearance yeah giving them classified information on an ongoing investigation into in effect russian spying and a russian spy being in the white house and devin nunez jumps in an uber and goes right to the white house and tells them all this classified information do you guys remember what i said about why nunez was doing that um maybe uh, well, I, I said uh, he was a broke-ass uh, politician. Oh, he his, was. His net, worth, his net worth is fucking embarrassing f- to be a Republican. He was worth less than your new garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. That's that's kind of what I, you know, you yeah, pretty much. I, yeah, I, I, my net worth is, is more than his. Um, and he, what he was doing is... He was hitching his wagon to the orange star and trying to ride it into the sun. Uh, but, you know, much like Icarus, his uh, waxy wings <laughs> melted and he and he face planted on the ground uh, right right in front of that Uber. And then the Uber ran him over and backed over him. And <laughs> uh, but, but you know but what? This I, is I, I, really, I really think, you know, that we're going to hear more about that about Nunez, I, I, I just got a sinking feeling that we're going to hear more about Nunez's uh, motivation, uh, whether it's, you know, an article or whether charges might be brought against him. I don't know. I but, hope uh, so. Because what really pisses me off is at the time, it is important to remember that the Republicans held control of the House and the Senate. And our our Repub- our democratic counterparts couldn't say anything because well they kind of respect the fact that they had <clears throat> access to to highly sensitive information and i think one of the people in the gang of eight i think was um maxine waters i believe and right, you're right from the start she she said he's got to be impeached Right from the start, she was one of the first people who said, this man needs to be impeached. And and Paul Ryan didn't say anything, and, and Mitch McConnell didn't say anything. And we know about Mitch McConnell, about how when he was told, he told, he told President Obama, if you say anything about this, we're going to go after you. Yeah, yeah. 
that the Republicans are complicit. They decided to sit down and not say anything. And yes, I mean, Nunes is really, really one of the bad guys. Mm -hmm. But every fucking Republican who was in there, who had a chance to talk to all of the Democrats that were part of the Gang of Eight, they didn't do anything. They didn't give the Dem... McConnell, Paul Ryan... They didn't give the Democrats a way to say, we have a problem. They basically mm-hmm. told them, shut up. Like, oh, but it was, that, whole, uh, that whole McConnell, yeah. that McConnell, you know, um, Obama thing, where if you say something, we're going to tell you that you're trying to rig the elections. It goes, to me, it's it's just way worse than that. Yeah, They didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. And I'm really, really happy that the FBI decided to do something. I'm yeah. really happy they did. I um, know we have to go to break, and I yeah, over time we do, again. we do. I was trying to find <laughs> out who the gang of eight was in, in, in 2017. Um, before we, uh, gang- I think it was uh, Chuck Schumer. Uh, it might have been just Dev- senators. Dev- Devin, no, it, no, was it a, couldn't no, have been if it was intelligence. Teddy until. Yeah, it was Devin Nunes. It was Chuck Schumer. It was Adam uh, Schiff. Yeah, Adam Schiff. I got the list. Adam Schiff, Devin Adam Nunes, Schiff. Richard Burr, Mark Warner, Nancy Pelosi, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, and Chuck Schumer. Mm-hmm. Right. So it would be Paul Ryan. It would be the the Speaker of the House and the Leader in the House. It would have yeah. been the Chairman and Vice Chairman of both of both the Senate and House uh, committees, intelligent intel committees, mm-hmm. yeah. and the leader leaders. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. They they tied the Democrats' hands. The Democrats. They did. They tied I mean, their the fact, hands. I mean, imagine what he just said. He just said that he these people are who are staying silent right now or condemning. <laughs> Sorry. Woo! Sneeze came out. Of wow, me. that was good. Um, See, my popcorn chewing was was much better. Anyway, <laughs> pardon me. Yeah, we 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 do uh, have to go to the break though. Okay, I'll I'll get to this on the other side. All right, all right. We'll give you a couple minutes, but then we got to get to Mad Libs. So Mad Libs. Uh, so all right, here we go. I am a Mad Lib right now. (laughs) All right. Well, our our chat room was great, and they're mostly filled out, so it shouldn't take too long. Uh, but here we go. Um, a nice song of uh, love and outreach to all these Republicans who still support Trump. This one comes from Macaroni. I think everybody knows what this song is. I'm not sure. We'll be right back. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. Shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off 
This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work this is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. 
This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of My Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C., and thank you, Scranton. Welcome back to the show, everybody. And, uh, Joe, you you uh, had a little bit more something-something to say. And also, tell everybody what they can expect to hear on uh, the Tim Cormel show tonight. Well, uh, I was finishing my thought on the fact that... Um, I forgot what I was talking about. about popcorn. That? Popcorn. No. No, it wasn't popcorn. It was uh, the Andy, A- Andrew McCabe stuff and um, the Gang of Eight, maybe? Oh, yeah. Well, we were talking about that. But, but uh, yeah, how important it is to remember that these, these congressmen were implicated in obstruction of justice. Yes. Go figure. You know, I, I mean, it's 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 mind-boggling, mind-boggling. But anyway, mm-hmm. what you can expect uh, on the clown car this week is uh, I've come up with a. Do you recall last week uh, th- that Donnie came up with this great idea that uh, we have a parade and firework display in downtown Washington? I do. Uh, I do. Fourth um, of July. Am I remembering correctly? What, was, it the, was it the Fourth yeah. of July? What, yeah, it was like yeah. uh, something oh. like Independence Day, after oh. named after the movie. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yes. Where yes, the aliens came movie. down in, you know, Bill Bill Pullman <laughs> was the best best POTUS. He was so good in Will Smith. I love that guy, uh-huh. Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a sequel. I think that was a sequel. Uh, but yeah. So uh, we just. Uh, I rolled out a couple of uh, new holidays of my own 
for oh uh, good good for 2019. Oh. So I'll, I'll I reveal those on the uh, clown car later. I can't wait. I can't wait. I hope there are some traditions that will stay with us uh, as Americans forever. Oh, there's traditions that are going to stay with you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Just don't mess around with God's America in these holidays, though. Don't mess around with God's America. As long as you fit in the guidelines of not messing around with God's America, you're good. Uh, I don't. I I do take some liberties with some Christian holidays, but... Oh, okay. I got some here. All right. Well, you know, it's because you're a smart guy. That's smart. That's uh, smart. <laughs> and God. Because life is precious. And God and the Bible. Yeah. Uh, all right. And. Up heaven's <laughs> chimney or whatever. Yeah. And Rain, uh, welcome back to you as well. Did you uh, have any final thoughts before we uh, whirl into the Mad Libs? Uh, oh, um, um. We're doing final thoughts now? No, no. Final thoughts on McCabe and stuff like that. Not not parting shots. Oh, I just think that this is going to be more and more interesting. I really do. I Honestly, listening to CNN and MSNBC and a whole bunch of the people saying, well, you know, he was dismissed because of yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I don't see him lying about anything. No, no. Anything. And I think this is going to be very, very interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so, I agree. <laughs> I concur. Okay, are you In guys ready? In other right? words, I believe yep. him. I do, too. I do, too. I believe anybody over Trump, so. Yeah. Yeah, truthfully, yeah. I believe Roger Stone over Trump. That's how, how much of a liar uh, okay. Trump is. Uh, okay. So. I don't know. I just, I don't know, Ken, you and I might be well, partying. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, think about it. It's Trump. So, uh, Lisa Roger Stone yeah, might be honest about his Edith Head goggles. So, Roger Stone know. is, he's honest about his, no. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I, nope. All right. No, I think that Roger Equal. Stone and Donald Trump lie equally. Yeah. yeah. I think they're both equally bad. I got being honest about that. I'm only being honest. But you know what? I think all those years I was calling Manafort Manafart. I think I was wrong. I think he's, he's Man of Sharts now. He's real nervous. Yeah, he's old. He's real nervous he, in jail. He, he, he can't control his no. bowels. All right, let's get to Mad Libs. Here we go. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. Oh, God bless Mad Libs. Okay, here we go. Joe. I need an adverb, please. I knew it. I knew it was going to be an adverb. Swimmingly. All right. Swimmingly it is. Uh, Rain, I need a verb ending in ing. Stinking. Actually, yeah, okay, yeah, we can use that. No, we can use that. We can use it. Uh, I I thought we already had stink, but it was a different word. Um, oh. Joe, I need a color. Red. 
Are you sure there's not another color that you're thinking of from this past weekend? From an omelet bar? Oh, beige. <laughs> beige. <laughs> bright beige. Uh, okay. There's no bright beige. <laughs> I know I'm that. It's okay. A bright beige. That's a website a bright that. Uh, beige. Bright beige is a website I stay away from. <laughs> uh, you don't want to go to bright beige. No. Brightbeige.com. Uh, rain. I need a noun. Mushroom. <laughs> Joe, uh, to close it out, I need another noun. Um, coin. Coin. Okay, here we go. Oh, I thought you were going to say corn for a second there. All after your popcorn talk. You can say popcorn. Oh, oh, you want popcorn instead? Yeah, do popcorn. Yeah. I'll put popcorn coin. <laughs> <laughs> okay so here we go these two come from uh night of the living mad libs this is the this is the book that smells like fucking spraying on um um what do you call it A the the spf stuff uh sunblocker this one smells oh. like sunblock it Hot smells chili. worse than the last time no, it's like somebody took this on vacation and they sprayed sunblock on it. It smells bad. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's as it's gotten older, the, the sunblock has kind of turned. <laughs> oh, must... oh, wait. Shit. <laughs> Played the wrong thing. I'm as mad All as right. sunblock. Here we I'm go. I'm not going to be blocked anymore. Night of the Living Mad Libs. These ones, they don't even seem like Night of the... You know, it's not horror. This is Another Close Encounter is what this one's called. I wanted to tell you about a smelly experience I had yesterday. I was walking down a path which leads from my house... When th I was walking down a path which leads from my house when three dunces from outer space came out from behind the applause. Oh, that's where the applause for Pence went. Uh, yeah. Dunces. Uh, I couldn't believe my penises. Oh, seriously? Don't save penis in this house! My heart stopped. I wanted to scream at the top of my feet, but I couldn't because I had lost my chancellor. <laughs> oh. I was very close to stinking when one of the creatures swimmingly held out his crosshair and shook my hair. As you do, you shake oh. somebody's crosshair with your hair. <laughs> um, shake your hair. Ooh, I uh, got it in my hand. These were friendly, but strange-looking baked beans. The one, who was bright beige, had a gigantic judge on his head and had four dicks what? sticking out of his lyre. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, okay, I'll reread that. Four dicks? Wait. Yeah, yeah. These were friendly, but strange-looking baked, baked beans. The one, who was bright beige had a gigantic judge on his head and had four dicks sticking out of his lyre. 
Wow. Okay, I want to paint that. There you I go. I want to make a There's painting your next of project. that. And then the, the closing sentence on this one is, I wonder if this was all a figment of my sabotage. I would say so. Yeah. So, so a baked uh, bean with something and four dicks. Oh, my God. Uh, That's it, a tiny painting. It was bright beige. Bright beige. You got to figure out really how to do tiny, bright beige. Tiny, little painting. Yeah. So... Uh, here we go. So this this is uh, the next one from Night of the Living Madlet. Astrology and astronomy. Here we go. People often confuse astrology with astronomy. Astrology is the gross study of the influence of the position of the moon and tattoos on human dancers. Your daily horoscope gives you advice as whether or not you should get out of get out of wanker in the morning and go to work marry oh, the that's not how this yeah. works marry the fox of your dreams or invest invest money in the stock idiot uh, astronomy is a study is a study by tv shows of heavenly participles <laughs> <laughs> Astronomy is a study by TV shows of heavenly participles. These scientists conduct studies of the heavens by looking through a crook and tracking the movements uh, of stars and bags of nickels across the sky. <laughs> bags of nickels. Nickel bags. Oh, nickel bags. Yeah. Nickel bags. Yeah. It oh was well, well, you know, no, ever. you never heard that. Uh, you never heard that phrase. They're so ugly. They look like they got hit by a bag of hot nickels. Um, yes, yes, but I'm still fascinated by nickel bags. You know, is that, it was, is that like the um, the Nickelback cover band? Could be, could be. You know, I don't know. I've told this story. I might have told this story one one uh, one or two times before on the show. But I used to work at a retail place. And one woman uh, that I worked with said, "Oh, I saw her earlier today, and she's so ugly. She looked like they got she got hit by a bag of hot nickels." And the one oh cashier, goodness. the other cashier, looked at her and says, "Why they gotta be hot?" <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it just bad enough to be hit by a bag of nickels? They gotta be hot nickels. <laughs> Why they gotta be hot? <laughs> I guess I guess so they could burn you or something. Yes. Well, well. And Susan came in the room and said, "Because the hot nickels will sear into your flesh." <laughs> there um, you go. All right. So. Nickelback. There you go. But anyway, so. Do you so think the band was like, "Yes, let's become Nickelback," and somebody said no Nickel Bags. They were like, "No, I, I have no, no idea." That would make us be less relevant. Uh, I think they got their name by saying, "What if you bought something for a dollar ninety-five and they gave you change, and they'd say you'd get a nickel back?" So anyway, last line of this one: um, it was astronomy which informed us about such constellations as the big big nepotist and the little crony <laughs> in the Milky Way mushroom and the Milky Way mushroom. Um, Without astronomy, we would never have been able to send a person to the popcorn coin. So, there we go. There we go. 
That's it. That's all. There's the Mad Libs. They're done. That's it. <laughs> nepotist and the big crony. Yeah, the, the big nepotist and the little crony. And it's over. Yeah. That's it. We're done. <laughs> no. That's it. That's all we got. Anyway, all right. Uh, thank you, guys. That was very fun. Uh, chat room, you did great on those. And uh, here we go. Parting shots. Uh, little, uh, who wants to go first? Uh, whoever says, I got something to say first goes first. I'm smart. Okay. That wasn't what I asked for, but. I'm smart. All right, Joe, what, what's your parting shot? I have something to say. All right. Um, I don't know if he, this wasn't big news, but uh, there's a poor a poor Wheaton College lacrosse player who can't play anymore. Oh, no. Because his head is too big. He can't what? fit in the lacrosse helmets? It's right. Right. They don't. They don't. They don't have a helmet big enough for him, oh. so uh, he can't play anymore. And I, I feel bad. He says lacrosse is my whole life. I can't remember ever going this long without playing, but uh, they can't get a. His head is too big. Talk to Rick Moranis. Uh, Should talk to Rick Moranis. Dark helmet. He, you know, yeah. <laughs> the circumference of his head is larger than twenty-five inches so big that he can't even get the largest available helmet over his ears. Must have big ears, too. Wow. Yes. It's terrible. And they can't get anybody to fabricate a, a helmet for the poor boy. Wow. that that That's a bummer. Yeah. Big, big, big head. He's so, probably thinking um, with the head of his wiener instead of the head of his brain. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know, so uh, you know, let's let's I'll keep up on this story. Thoughts, see what thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Th thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. So yes. Don't think too hard, or your your head might get so big it won't fit in the helmet. It, it can't happen. It could fill up with thoughts. Dark helmet. I never thought of that. Yeah. That might work. For <laughs> see, Rick Moranis. Hey, yes. Moranis is retired. He's probably not doing anything with that helmet. So hey, probably just he just has it laying around getting collecting dust. Yeah, put it on and play lacrosse. That's what I say. Yeah, and uh, uh, <laughs> and you know maybe he could even uh, get a new uniform too. They've gone to plaid. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I stole that from Mike Jack Radio with Adam Hebert. Uh, but all right, uh, Joe, that, that's good to know. Um, and, uh, Ray was a, a sports yeah. ball story. It was a sports ball story. And I, you know, I, I feel bad because I know lacrosse uses a ball and not a puck. And I didn't even play. Oh. I did. I didn't even play the sports jingle. I feel bad. And they, they use a, they use a... <laughs> there you go. What, what was the last thing, Joe? <laughs> they use a stick with a little basket on the end of it. That's right. That's right. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah it's kind of like hockey on horses. Is it on horses? Do they do that on horses? No, no. That's no, Polo. That's no, Polo. That's Polo. Oh, my that's God. Polo. I'm so bad at this. I'm not smart. I'm you know, smart. The, no, I'm not. The famous uh, honeymooners uh, when uh, Norton 
<laughs> was read, reading the script and he says he had a a herd of Palapanese. <laughs> Palap, a herd of Palapanese. <laughs> Palapanese. They're Palapanese. Palapanese. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I would like a apple. Uh, <laughs> a apple. Hello, ball. <laughs> All right. the ball. Rain, uh, parting shot, please. Well, I don't have anything that's funny. <clears throat> it's fine. But, you can have something unfunny. Okay. Well, you know that that fellow that um, Nicholas Sandman, the high school, the high schooler from Kentucky. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Yes. Um, he is suing the Washington Post. Little bastard. For reporting on him. Good luck with that. Huh? I said good luck with that. uh, Unless, uh, unless, uh, is that, I guess here's the thing. I was reading the article as you guys were talking about this. And all I could think of was, is this not ultimate white privilege that this fucking little twerp who I don't care. I know he's a high schooler, but he evidently has a whole bunch of money behind him through, you know, right-wing packs and all this other crap, is suing a newspaper because a newspaper decided to report about what he did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fuck him. (laughs) I don't care if he's a teenager. Fuck him. I'm tired of this shit. He's a a ignorant little bastard looking for money. Arrogant, you know, patri- patriarchal people who just feel like they have privilege because they're white men. Fuck him. That's my parting shot. All right. Very good. Well, I don't have much else, but thanks to everybody for checking out the show tonight, uh, sticking around in the chat. And, and um, Friday, I think we definitely need to talk about, uh, well, the Clarence Thomas thing. We didn't oh, even get to mention tonight, God. which could uh, play into, well, yeah, it goes right into that story. Exactly, um, uh, where he wants to do Trump's bidding, basically, and open up the libel laws. Um, and uh, and uh, actually, that goes to the retribution thing that Trump was mm-hmm. talking about with SNL as well. So, um, it, it basically, uh, th- they want to gut the First Amendment. You know, when Ted Cruz lied about uh, Democrats wanting to destroy the First Amendment by saying dollars aren't, uh, you know, free speech with uh, Citizens United, this is real. This is real. They're going to go after little people. They're going to go after newspapers, magazines, uh, uh, television shows, radio shows, us, you, Leaving a comment. Keep in mind. Keep in mind. On Facebook. Justice Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and then, uh, and then, then the big nuke story too. The Saudi Arabia nuke story. We'll be talking about that oh on Friday as well. Oh my god. So, but uh, other than that, new music going on the network ASAP. I'm probably going to work on some of that tonight. Uh, and I hope everybody who's listening to the podcast is enjoying what we're doing. Please uh, jump over uh, into the chat room with us every Tuesday and Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. If you haven't, we'd appreciate seeing you. And uh, other than that, I really don't have much else. But I really appreciate everybody's support. 
and uh, we're working towards that rebranding in about three, four months. Radio for Humans, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grind down and change things up, and I, I think it's gonna be pretty exciting. And uh, anyway, yeah. that's it. We love you all. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo! Champion of freedom and the strong national defense who has worked with these members of Congress to strengthen America's military might and to strengthen the leadership of the free world. The last August, I reflected on the words that are in the old book. If you owe debts, pay debts. If honor, then honor. If respect, then respect.